What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and thank you for tuning in to our Thursday night programming of Totally Driven Radio. <laughs> but why wouldn't you tune into the greatest show heard all around the world? <laughs> scared her for a second I had like a little power surge and everything went dead i got scared i thought we lost everything but all right everybody here we go it's time it's thursday night bay ragney here and it's time for totally driven radio and what a day it's been it's been uh from the moment i woke up to um you know the moment we all go to sleep and for many moments in the next uh very near future i'm sure uh many questions many uh tears many uh Many uh, minutes and probably seconds or maybe even hours or days and months just wondering why. And we're going to be talking all about that. But uh, I can't talk about it myself. I got to talk about it with somebody and a person who, uh, who I always love talking to stuff about, a person who uh, I always uh, respect and uh, always gives me honesty. And I get it twice, not only once, but twice, whether it's uh, from a, whether it's pleasantry, whether it's. Uh, cockiness, whether it's just blunt and in your face, no matter what, it's given to me the way it should be, honestly. That's why I have these two guys along with me by my side. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Mr. Blunt and Mr. Honest, Mr. Nick Wilkinson and Mr. Jimmy Gennetti. What's going on there, guys? I don't know which one of us is blunt and which one of us is honest, but if Jimmy's Mr. Blunt, then I call Gibbs on Midnight Toker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, he just just couldn't use the other one because Potholder was taken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Wow. Yeah, so um, crazy freaking day, guys. real, Real quick. Real quick. Yes. That's how 
uh, in wrestling, you you change at the drop of a hat. As soon as you figured out that I was calling in, you had to change the opening. Yeah, exactly. Because you never know what you. I mean, you're either going to call in like two minutes early, two seconds early, or ten minutes late. Like you, you never know. It's like it's sometimes it's like it's just like all right, unmute me. Here now, like <laughs> he's keeping you on your toes, man. Always. Uh, That's too funny. Uh, there you go. Right. <laughs> Hello, but <man>. you call- <laughs> He caught it. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's funny. The good thing is I caught it. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, uh, there you go. But anyway, all right, so. <laughs> trying, trying to answer, like, uh, comments and stuff. So, uh, oh. yeah, so, um, uh, I, I mean, uh, what other way to say? I mean, the, the, the everybody knows already. Um, I, I I mean, he was legendary before he took his life, so now he's even more of a legend, I guess. But uh, the one and only Chris Cornell, um, sadly, took his life last night. And, um, you know, stories are still, I guess, uh, the news will still be coming out. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's almost like, uh, I I was thinking about this before we went on the air, like thinking back uh, to when uh, Cobain took his life back then when, uh, you know, they were like in their prime. Um, not to take anything away from Chris Cornell, but I mean, the, the one with Cobain, it was like almost like you weren't as blindsided. Like you almost could have expected it. Where this one, I think, was just total, totally blindsided everybody. Yeah, definitely. I think it was. Um... I, I mean, when I first heard it this morning, that was the last thing that I was thinking it was going to be. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and, and, and I'll be, the other day I had just heard, and and this wasn't yesterday; it was the day before. It was uh, that they're in the studio. Allison Chains is in the studio. Or was in the studio making a new album. That's cool. Allison Chains was, but uh, he was with Soundgarden. Or no, well, Chris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, never mind. I like it. That's good. Shut down instead of trying to backpedal. That was the perfect. Decision. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I. I, I uh, brain farted. I don't know why I was doing it. Anyway. Well, I, I mean, they all they all go together. If you think about it, too, like. I mean, like, the big three uh, and the one that really set off the whole grunge movement, uh, we lost the lead singer out of all those bands. Uh, you know, the, the initially with Kevin or uh, Andrew Wood from Mother Love Bone, um, yep. and, uh, Kirk Cobain with Nirvana, then Lane Staley with Alice in Chains, and now Cornell with Soundgarden. I mean, the whole, like, grunge, I, I mean, this actually, I guess you can honestly say, like, puts the nail in the grunge music era. It really does. I mean, uh, somebody needs to find Dave Grohl and give him a hug. Like, we need to protect <laughs> his, like, he's our last asset. He, he really is. <laughs> yeah. I want, did he come out and say anything? I mean, he, he truly has really become the voice of that era now. 
I, you know, I haven't heard anything. I've heard a, a lot of people commenting, but I haven't heard anything from him today. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, I, I when I woke up this morning, it was like 10 of 6 or whatever it was, and uh, I look at my phone, and I saw like one or two people had posted it, and I thought it was like one of them stupid jokes, like bad jokes going around. I'm like, nah. And then I see like it's like just starts flooding in. I'm like, holy shit. And then um, one of the, the local guys here that uh, really supports the 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 Philly music scene, and he's been a big part of the scene for many years, this guy Bullwinkle, he sent me an instant message saying that uh, supposedly it was a suicide. I'm like, nah. So instantly I'm thinking, like, I wasn't even thinking, like, OD or nothing. I'm like, wow, man, I guess, like, the dude had a heart attack or something. Like, I wasn't even thinking nothing bad. And, and then I was just, like, blown away. And, and then the reports slowly started tricking out that it could be a suicide. I was like, holy fuck. I wonder if it's going to eventually make its way out that he was sick or something like that. And because it's at that age, it, it is sort of um, unexpected. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, I almost can guarantee you something else is going to come out of this. Well, even, like, at times I even thought to myself, like, I wonder if it was a, a Michael Hutchins thing. Where he was doing, you know what I mean? The the, the erotic, whatever that word is, asphyxiation right, or whatever. Right. I, I was wondering if it was that. So, but then, like, did you, did either of you guys watch any of the videos from uh, from last night's show? Um, I saw them I, 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 as people were posting them. Honestly, I didn't really bother watching them. So, so many people have an opinion that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You know what I mean? Like. There's some dude on there that's like, he sounded flat. There's another dude on there that's like, he sounded man. perfect, you asshole. You know what I mean? Like, See, that I, that was me. I was the one saying he was flat. And, and that's like, when I was watching him, he just, to me, he yes, he sounded flat. And he almost sounded like out of it at times and, and looked out of it at times. And, and I was instantly just like, oh, man, I wonder if he was back on the shit again. And, you know, there was also the words of that again. Like, uh, you know, maybe he was... You know, having troubles with the the drugs again, but I saw a late report that um he he was found right after midnight, and supposedly he got off the phone with his wife at eleven thirty five last night. What if he found out that he had like stage four cancer? You know what I mean? Like, what if it was something fucked up and he was just like, I can't put my people through this. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Uh, it, it, it's it's so out of the blue that there almost has to be a secondary reason. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, I mean, he was even like tweeting out before the show. Like, it seemed like he was excited. You know what I mean? Like, just right. weird. I don't know. That's man. pretty crazy, man. I I think. Uh, although going back to your other statement earlier. I don't forget that Eddie Vedder is still alive. <laughs> See, I, I was never a big fan of Eddie Vedder, so he doesn't count in my book. Well, then, I mean, you, you don't have to be a fan, but I, I think he has to count. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I got to give him props. He, he has <laughs> he has proven himself. He was on that Temple of the Dog album, too. You know what I mean? Like, you got to... <laughs> You gotta give him credit. Let it go. I know. Gotta give him credit. Gotta give him credit. 
Yeah, got to give credit where credit is due. So, all right, well, let's let's give a, a whole bunch of credit. And actually, I think Magic Mike's on the phone. But, Mike, I got uh, I got Kristen right here right now. So let me get Kristen online. And here she is. We got to give credit where credit is due. The one and only Miss Kristen Burt. Hello, Kristen. Hi. How are you? I, I sad, confused, just like uh, hoping you have some insight into today's news. Yeah, I mean, what a weird day, honestly. Um, I feel like between the death of Chris Cornell and then Times Square, it was just a very weird day for news altogether. Yeah, yeah, that was that was. That was scary. It really was. Yeah. Um, I mean, just starting off with Chris Cornell, because that was the story that, that broke first. Um, I think what, um, you know, people were very unsure of, because when I was waking up, basically the news was, you know, he had passed away. Nobody knew the causes or anything else like that. And then it started to trickle out that um, police were starting to report that it was an apparent suicide and then I was in a newsroom, actually. I was visiting a newsroom today of kind of one of the major entertainment outlets. And I'm not going to say who, but at the time, they go, we just found out it was it was death by hanging. And I was like, holy cow. Um, and they were all like, the buzz started to move around the newsroom. And they they started to report it. It was really amazing just to kind of watch that because they, they got from the source, okay, like, you know, it's a it's definitely one of those because I think for his family, they're shocked. They didn't see it coming. And, uh, you know, it's always something that we talk about a lot. Depression comes in many, many forms, and it comes in waves. And, you know, look at that. He was just on stage at the Fox Theater, which is an incredible theater in front of a big crowd, an amazing right. concert. Um, and, and he w- had the high of that, and, and you know, only a few hours later, he had he was at a low place. So, I think we talk a lot about that. And um, let me tell you, it'll it can strike people at any time. Yeah, it's, you know, um, I, I don't know if you heard too, because like I was saying just before you came on, um, you figure a, a normal concert usually over right around eleven o'clock. That's usually like the the, the cutoff time. Um, Supposedly mm-hmm. he got on the phone with his wife at eleven thirty five and they said they found his um the the wife called the hotel and had them do a, a check because she was worried about him. And that was right after midnight. So there must have been an argument or something there between them or something, or she knew something was going on. Yeah, because she said like you know, we've seen reports that like she was said he wasn't depressed, he was fine, everything else, but if you're doing a wellness check and you've spoken within, say, the last hour or two, there's some there's something that we don't know. We're missing a piece to the puzzle as yeah. to what it really was that, that made her concerned to call someone and make sure that the hotel security came into the room to double-check. It's, it's just it's, mm-hmm. it's still my mind. The, the thing that really... Like, uh, you know, this morning when I was first waking up, I, I saw a couple postings of it, and then I saw it started trickling, trickling in big time. But initially, I always, and I always say this, like, unless it's on TMZ, it's not true. And I went to TMZ first, and it wasn't on there. And I was like, wow, all oh. right. Well, that... But then I went on the, the, like, the TMZ of, like, heavy metal site that I always go to, and they had it on there, and they had already, like, other big names in music, like, posting, like, their eulogies and stuff about them. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Like, is it true? Is it not? Like, what's – if TMZ don't have it up, like, I was really confused. 
Yeah, and and it's one of those things that um, where their main headquarters are on the West Coast. It could have been the time difference issue. Um, It could have been they were looking for some source of confirmation um, different than what some of the other sites had. And, um, you know, there's always, like, many questions of why, like, someone has it and someone doesn't um, first or later on. But it definitely, I mean, the news traveled very, very quickly. I think once, you know, it was officially announced with some of the major outlets that he had passed away, the suicide thing followed very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had gotten a message like almost instantly this morning from somebody here in the Philadelphia music scene who who said it was probably a suicide. I'm thinking, how the hell do they know already? Like, I I don't know. It's just weird how stuff gets out. Yeah, and you know, it's it's one of those things. If someone's in music circles, they probably know someone, uh, whether it's in Detroit or someone within the the Soundgarden circles, things like that. You know, you just never know where people have. And I think what's also interesting about something like this is that had something like this happened with Chris Cornell, let's say, 10 years ago, it only would have been TMZ that would have the information. But now everyone's a citizen journalist. Like, everyone has a smartphone. Everyone has social media. Everyone has a video camera on their phone. Um, so everyone becomes really their own journalist. And people are able to spread news way faster than even a decade ago. That's true. That is true. Everybody just cuts out the middleman anymore. They do. They do. And I mean, unless you have an exclusive video that you know you can sell to TMZ or another outlet for money, um, if you know you're not going to get any money off of it, you might as well just put it up yourself and get the credit. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) Uh, So, And that's why there is a lot of the citizen journalists. But you also have to be careful with a lot of that, too, because we've seen plenty of um, erroneous news spreading around. in political circles on both sides, it's not it's not one person, it's not one party or anything. So it is one of those things you definitely have to be cautious of, like, who's telling you the news? Are they a reliable person? The person that they were talking to, are they reliable? You really have to source things out. And I will tell you, and I think we've talked about this, I'm like, this has made me more careful as a journalist because one wrong source and you put it out there on social media or you slap an article with your name on or a video, you're in a lot of trouble. Like, your career yeah. is going to have a hard time recovering from it. I think we were just talking about that like the last week or two. <laughs> probably, yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that's uh, that's always been on my mind and it's been on my mind probably even more so in the last eight or nine months. Um, and even, you know, I get lots of information and scoop all the time on shows, especially, you know, Dancing with the Stars and, and what's happening there. And I, you know, if I can't cross-check it, I just don't publish it. And even if I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I missed out on that, and getting that scoop, to me, it's not worth it. If I can't get a second or third person to verify, what's the point? Because if it turns out to be false, the ramifications are way more challenging than me getting, you know, credit for one silly little thing that went on in rehearsal. Now, when you get, like, a news story, uh, do you get, like, antsy, like, you want to get it out there? Oh, yeah. It, it, it is, and I, I have to tell you, this is it's like what I call trigger journalism, meaning like you get a story and you're like, holy cow, this is so hot, we need to write it so fast, or we need to get a video, or we need to tweet it out super fast, um, and that's where you get in trouble, uh, and I feel it. I feel anxious. I get anxiety about it because you're like, I just want to tell everyone, and I want to do it, and you know, and 
unless I can get someone like to text me or to email me or to slide into my DMs and, and make sure that it is 100% correct or accurate or that there's a thread of truth to it and I can sort of give speculation to what's going on, I have to sometimes sit on my hands about it. And, you know, and here's a great example. Um, and, and this is like silly. It wasn't going to ruin anyone's life or anything else like that. But, you know, I had um, So You Think You Can Dance is coming out this summer. And I had managed to figure out all 10 all-stars um, that are on the show. And people that are familiar with that watch the show that are in the dance community, all these people would love to hear the names. And Fox knew that I had spoiled some, some things several times in prior seasons and they called me and they were like, who do you know? And I was like, these are the 10 all-stars. They were all correct. And they were like, we're going to ask you to sit on this and not talk about it. Mm. And you just have to sit there, you know, and they personally asked me it. And I, and I honored that because you know what, have a good relationship with Fox and the show and have sure. access to the interviews that, that, that I want. I'm okay with that. You know, and people were asking me, they're like, why don't you have the spoilers? And I was like, mm, Instagram stories is your friend because a lot of the selected can, um, cast members were get, dropping hints on Instagram stories. I'm like, the clues are right there in front of you. And that's all I said. You know, I didn't say anything else. And I didn't give away the names. And they, they released it two days ago. So I was like, great, now I can talk freely about it. <laughs> now, how about like a story like today with Chris Cornell? I mean, that's something that, uh, I mean, it, it, I think it's more of a bigger story in the long run to write about. So are you as, um, would you be as what, uh, anxiety-filled to get the story out, or would you more or less want to take your time and, and write something special? Yeah, actually, the initial news is out, um, and I'm not trying to get the scoop on something like this. Then I would actually want to do a more deep dive or an in-depth story of someone that was close to him, someone that had been associated with it that was okay to talk about it, because I think that there's a lot of valuable lessons to learn from Chris Cornell's story. Um, and I just tweeted out about an hour ago, you know, if you guys are looking, you know, feeling down or having trouble, need someone to talk to, remember that there is a national suicide lifeline out there. You know, and I just tweeted out the phone number just because oftentimes people do copycat when it comes to suicide. I don't know why that happens, but it does. Uh, and you'll notice a lot of articles on something like this will have the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline phone number at the end of the articles. So for me as a journalist, I prefer now to go and get a different angle from this because all of the, you know, the people and the TMZs and Us Magazine, they're all going to cover the details of now what happened, how it unfolded, the timeline. For me, it would be more like, let me try and find one of the bandmates or a family member or a friend that's willing to talk about this on record and talk about what happened the last six months. How did he get here? Yeah. And you know what? You brought up a good point. Like that's one thing like all day and I'm, and I'm guilty of it too. Like out of all the Chris Cornell posts, I didn't see one person post uh, a suicide awareness hotline. I did, <laughs> but I just did it about, I mean, I literally, I'm trying to see when I did it, it an hour ago and it already has 54 retweets. So people are definitely, definitely on top of it. You know what I mean? They're aware of it too. I think a lot of people do know if they've been touched, unfortunately by suicide, they know that oftentimes it is, for whatever reason, it inspires other people to do it. Um, so you have to be really careful. And I was just like, you know, I've, I'm seeing all the posts. I see a lot of people 
especially men, I think. I think Soundgarden for men was a huge, huge moment in music. I think, you know, his music, what he wrote, what he sang resonated to men more than women. I'm very familiar with Soundgarden. I had a boyfriend at the time that was obsessed with the album. So it takes me back. And I sit there and I think, you know what, this is a good opportunity to have that discussion on suicide, depression, addiction, um, all of that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, I don't know, even another way to say it, but like when Kurt Cobain committed suicide years ago, I just remember the the whole suicide message almost being in the forefront more than the fact that, uh, you know, he was gone. I mean, I, I just remember the, it was like 24-7 news of Kurt Cobain that day. But I just remember them constantly putting out there, you know, uh, the suicide awareness hotline and, and if you need to talk to somebody. And they, they just kept drilling that message home where today it's just like a blurb, like, okay. And you know what? Everything is a blurb except for politics right now. And um, it's it's been really interesting because I've said this to people. I was like, you know, if we had talked about this a year ago, I'd be like, politics will never be the forefront. Entertainment news kind of drives the news cycle. That has totally changed in a Trump America um, because there's so much news coming out every single day out of Washington a lot of it unbelievable, <laughs> some of it believable, um, and that has taken precedent. And if you're a political reporter, I'm not sure when you're sleeping, honestly, um, or if you ever want to go to sleep. So if you talk about anxiety, being a political reporter right now right. <laughs> is an anxiety-driven job for sure. Um, and I think because of that, we do lose other important messages and teachable moments, and, and I hope that we don't lose that dialogue because I do think, like, and I know we've talked about it here, again, the stigma of mental illness, um, understanding what depression is, because depression hits at weird times. It doesn't hit at the time you're like, oh, well, their family member passed away. They're just depressed. Sometimes, you know, people go on a high and then a the low. It can be like a manic thing. There's so many different faces of it. And I think that's the one thing. It's not like it looks the same on everyone. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> Absolutely right. Wow. So, the, oh, the, uh, I almost forgot like what the other story was, uh, Times Square, uh, the, the car yeah. crash. Yeah. I mean, and that, I, that's just like a brutal thing because, you know, the other thing I was thinking about, and we've all been to Times Square, um, and especially if you've been there within the last five years, there's cameras everywhere, not just mm-hmm. on the tourists and the pedestrians, but there's cameras from the billboard. There's cameras for security. Um, and this uh, crash was captured by many cameras from many different angles. Uh, and I've seen it on the web, up on the web already. It's out there. Uh, and it's shocking to watch because literally the car just barrels through the sidewalk um, and is just mowing people over. And they're going flying through the air. Um, and they said it was about three city blocks that he – drove on the sidewalk oh geez oh i didn't know that oh yeah not long avenue people if they're familiar with with new york city not long avenue blocks but shorter street blocks so yeah on the grid yeah uh but still that is a long way it's it's a long way and you know and times square has become um for the people it's not you know they closed off part of the street 
it's just a mass of people constantly like taking pictures and it's actually even if you're a tourist I understand it can get crowded when I lived in New York I'd be like oh these tourists but it's actually become a wonderful place where people just kind of like all meet in the center of Manhattan um, and go see a show or eat or you know whatever they decide to do and the fact that sort of that area was disrupted by that is it's tough. They get to see Elmo and Cookie Monster and oh, all the crazy characters. <laughs> I mean, it, it means so. Because think about it, it means so much to everyone for different reasons. Theater goers, it means one thing. Other people love to go up on the stairs at the top of the TKTS booth and you know photos. They show the opera sometimes on the big screen, and people just sit in the middle of Times Square and watch. There's great food there. You, I mean, you can really make Times Square about anything, honestly. Yeah, you know, and I, I guess the other thing about the whole, that whole situation is I'm sure there was probably not one person probably in the world that didn't instantly think, oh, it's, oh my God, it's terrorism. I did, especially where a car is mowing someone down because we've had all those trucks um, mow people down. Yeah. Brussels, Paris, yeah. Um and I think it, it appears so far, there's been no toxicology test, but it appears to be some sort of drunk driving, driving while impaired situation. Um, this is a, a military vet. Uh, we don't know what his mental state was, but we do know that he was arrested a week ago um, for harassing someone. So uh, he already has a history of maybe some anger management issues we don't know about you know addiction or anything else yet but um but and you know oftentimes again here we go talking about mental illness a lot of our veterans are not being tended to once they come back from iraq and overseas post-traumatic stress is huge now imagine if it comes out to be something like that i i mean that's really got just got to be an eye opener for people in this country. Like it's a serious situation that really needs attention. You know, and it does. And it, it, it goes, it draws circles back to healthcare again. Um, not necessarily what everyone's voting on per se in Congress and things like that, but it, healthcare in this country is sorely lacking, especially when it comes to mental health and how our veterans are treated. My goodness. They, those families sacrifice so much. You know, the the wives or the husbands stay home and raise the kids, and then the military people are out there in harm's way every second of the day, and then they come home, and oftentimes they're not getting the treatment that they deserve and need. Yeah. And it's a shame it has to come down to something like this. Yes. And th- if this is the case, you know, we don't – again, we don't have all the details yet um, – it's just another case. You know what I mean? It's just another case on the list of people that come back from war and are having struggles. And why aren't we offering them the support system that they need? Because we do know that with our military veterans, addiction, domestic violence, um, suicide, post-traumatic stress, these are all things are often a direct result from what they experience in their line of duty. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Crazy, yeah. crazy day. 24 hours. It was Not a even crazy day. <laughs> yeah, days like this, you're just always like, whoa, it's a, it's a tough day to be a deuce person because, you know, you're covering so many different stories at once. 
so ha- how about some happy stuff? How about uh, Dancing with the Stars? Sure. Uh, the finals are Monday and Tuesday, by the way. Um, and just, so there's three people left. And I finally had a shakeup in my top three. <laughs> Simone Biles exited on Monday, and she was one of my picks. But um, we still have Normani Corday in the mix from Fifth Harmony, and then Rashad Jennings, the NFL player. And I know Jake I had Ross. him in my top three. Rashad? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think Rashad, um, you know, honestly, anyone could take it for very different reasons. Um, you know, Rashad, to me, has he, he's the only one that has not been in the bottom three out of the final contestants. And he's had a very, like, nice steady season, improving the way he should, very likable. Um, he and his partner match up very, very well, and he, and he looks good out there. And then you have someone like David Ross, who's not really a great dancer, but he and Lindsay, his partner, are amazing together. And I, I don't know how people don't like David Ross because he is probably the most well-loved contestant this season. And then you have Normani Corday, who's killing it on the dance floor. She's an amazing, incredible dancer, like the best of the three. Um, a little bit quieter than maybe the men are, um, but part of a very successful girl group. So it could really go in any direction. I mean, I always look at how the producers look at it, you know, because they sometimes make suggestions to voters on how to vote in terms of like, well, maybe Rashad's going on tour, so maybe you'd like to see him out on tour if he wins. You know, there's always that. David Ross is now working for ESPN, which is part of ABC. It's always nice if an ABC family member wins. And uh, and then you have um, Normani, her partner's Val. Are they going to give him a back-to-back win in his third Mirrorball trophy? We don't know. So there's a lot of storylines that could be played out here. You know, I can't believe the season's already over. I, it seems like this one just flew by. It did. It's a, it's a week shorter, um, which I know isn't that much, but it does, it's always flies by compared to the fall season because it's only 10 weeks versus 11 weeks. Um, and the big news out of this, this is kind of interesting, and it came out of the ABC Upfronts this week, um, Dancing with the Stars will be back in the fall, and then in the spring it's going to be a junior version. It is not going to be an adult version. Um, so it will be junior pros along with celebrity kids and kids whose parents are celebrities. And I know that Dancing with the Stars is banking heavily on reality shows, including bringing back American Idol. But I will tell you that the junior versions of dance shows don't usually work out that well. I'm surprised that they went this direction. Now, do you think that uh, makes it official that Dancing with the Stars might have jumped the shark? Um, I think it, honestly, I'll be super honest. I think it jumped the shark beginning with season 20. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it's better. Yeah. We're, we're on 24. Um, but, um, I, I went and I asked ABC publicists, I was like, I know that dancing with the stars has been picked up for season 25 and 26. And normally the way it would play out would be 25 would be in the fall. 26 would be in the spring of next year. And right. they said to me, Dancing with the Stars Junior is completely a spin-off, so it doesn't fall into that, like, it's season 26 and it's going to be a junior version. It falls into, it's its own entity. And so I said, well, then when is season 26 coming? And they said, in 2018, to be determined. It could be running, 
you know, concurrently with Dance with the Stars Junior, which I actually don't think would happen. It could come in the summer. It could come once a year and only be in the fall. Um, and once you start bringing a show down to once a year, that's when you know, like, it's the beginning of the end. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. It's an interesting turn, but I will say, in addition to American Idol, Dancing with the Stars Junior, they are also doing the Bachelor Bachelorette Olympics to run up against NBC's Winter Olympics. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. They're they can't call them the Olympics; they're calling them the Winter Games. So even Bachelor is getting its own spinoff. I mean, if you want to watch reality shows, you're going to head to ABC next TV season. Has ABC like really just totally lost their mind over there? I think that they have lost their mind because um, they came in fourth this year out of the major networks. And for ABC to come in fourth, especially with all of those amazing Shonda Rhimes shows, <laughs> you know things are stinking a high heaven over there. So they have seen um, shows like The Bachelor continue to remain steady. Even Dancing with the Stars remains very steady. And they've been looking for a music show for years and American Idol became available. And they're like, okay, we're going to do this. So sure enough, ABC is going to become the reality network. I, I, I just the thought of that. I know is mind blowing to me. I, I really want to hear Nick. You got to chime in on this. I mean, you're the TV guy. No, I mean you just have to look at aside from anything that Shonda Rhimes is attached to, like what stands out. Once you realize that over the last couple of years, it's been sort of slim pickings for ABC, uh, it makes sense to try and save some money, you know what I mean, and go with the sure thing. They're probably still going to come in third or fourth, but they're going to spend a hell of a lot less money doing it. Absolutely. And if they come in third, it's a better position than they came in fourth this year. And, it's also interesting, too, they, they renewed Modern Family for two more seasons, and I was like, ugh, gosh, you know, I feel like that's just been going on and on and on. And I feel like I've seen every episode, and I've probably only watched five episodes in its total run because <laughs> you kind of, like, get it. You know, there's some zany thing that happens. The family all, like, bickers, so they get together, and yay, we're all happy. Um, but, you know, they also have to, to look to the future because after two seasons, Modern Family's gone. This is going to be, there's one more season left of Scandal, which has been a monster hit for them. But, you know, you've got other show, Shonda Rhimes shows that, like, The Catch was was canceled. So um, they're still keeping Shonda Rhimes in, in the fold and everything else, but not every single Shonda Rhimes show is a home run. Yeah, I'll tell you what, like, that that's a big part of my my viewing each week is uh, the, the Grey's Anatomy and Scandal. Um, and... Grey's Anatomy, I mean, that's, it's not the same either. I mean, that's really, you know, they lost a lot of their heavy hitters on that show, and it's just, it hasn't been the same. Yeah, and and that's exactly it. You know, I watched it the first six seasons it was on, and they've done a great job in, in bringing characters in and, and actors to keep the storyline going. But to me, the heart of the series really was McDreamy and um, Meredith Grey. Totally. And spoiler alert, totally. he's not on the show anymore. You guys aren't caught up. It's a few seasons ago. But <laughs> but at the same time, you know, the, to me, the height of the show was when Katherine Heigl was on the show and, and um, 
TK was on the show and Isaiah Washington. Like, there are some really good actors on there. And then the drama yeah. behind the scenes was just as exciting. <laughs> well, you know, going back to the depression thing yeah, and, and tying in the whole uh, Grey's Anatomy, um, what was the guy's name? Uh, he played McSteamy, uh, Eric Dane. Uh, it, didn't Eric it just Dane? come out of him in the last week or two about uh, they shut down production on his show because of depression? Yes. Um, and this is probably, I think this is the second time he's gone into a facility just to kind of deal with it. Um, but he was very open about it and he has been open about it. So um, they were like, we'll do whatever it takes to um, make sure that he's happy and, and his health is, is on the right track. Um, so that's what they did. And I think that the more we talk about it, the less people are embarrassed about it. And especially when you have big celebrities that are, that are willing to talk about it saying, you know, yeah, I have trouble from time to time. Um, you know, it's, it, I think it's important because I think a lot of people think, find that there's shame um, surrounding it and that there's a stigma and there really shouldn't be. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny when they, when that Eric, Eric Dane news was first announced, I don't know if this is going to make sense, but like it really struck me. I'm, I'm sort of a huge fan of his current show and on that show, he's like Captain America at 50. You know what I mean? He's strong and he's the hero. And it, it just occurred to me, I was like, holy crap, like that guy, that strong, powerful dude is, is you know, struggling. And it was it was rough. Yeah. You know, and you look and, and he has a beautiful wife and a beautiful family. And, you know, that's the thing. We see all the glossy photos. We see the social media. We see the red carpet. People have real struggles, even if they're famous. And I think the more that we take away some of the the smoke and mirrors and some of the glitz and the glam, you're like, this is the real aspect of what's happening. And, you know, for him saying, like, I struggle from this. You're not alone. Other people struggle from it. Um, There's strength in numbers over something like that. You know, and that's one thing, too. Like, even Nick, like, his character he played on Grey's Anatomy, I mean, he was, like, this real funny, happy-go-lucky guy. He was, you just, I mean, he seemed like he was always, like, the life of the party type character. Right. So when you hear that he's, like, struggling with depression or, or, you know, something like that, you're just like, wow. Like, it hits you because you're like, man, you don't expect it to come from, somebody that you've, I guess, put that much sort of projection on, I guess. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah, because you're like, look at him, he's fit, he's handsome, he's got it all, he's rich, he's got a Hollywood job, but, and and then you also think, like, well, wow, what a good actor, because there, I'm sure there are days that he is totally struggling, and he has to go to set and act like the guy who's filled with swagger and confidence. Yeah. Right, yeah. That isn't crazy. easy. <laughs> crazy world we live in. It really is. Uh, now, how about um, uh, back to the whole dance show thing, uh, J-Lo's show, which is getting ready to uh, debut mm-hmm. soon. Uh, yeah, May 30th. <clears throat> May 30th. Um, I will tell you that the buzz is, is big on this show. And they are going after a young audience. NBC just did uh, a sneak preview for 
students in New York City, so university students, high school students, as long as you could show your ID. And they brought out Neo and Jenna Dewan Tatum came um, and spoke to the group, and they got to see the very first episode. Because remember, these are all taped. They did not. They're not doing live shows with it. Um, but NBC has thrown a, a ton of money. I would say a buttload of money. Honestly, there's billboards everywhere. Um, they're, they're internationally, I mean, they're expecting this to be a huge international hit as well. And what a lot of people don't realize is that world of dance is a tour. It started out as a dance tour, uh, more like kind of like a convention. If any of you have daughters that ever did dance competitions and things like that. Um, but it's for the hip hop community. That's where it started. And it grew so big. They did, you know, a few cities originally in the U S it grew to Canada and now they go to like 14 different countries as well. So the wow. competitors are international. Um, they're not just, you know, U.S. contestants. Um, I've already interviewed uh, one couple, and they're, they're out of Canada. Another couple's out of Russia. And I will tell you, some of the dances I have seen are incredible. This isn't like, okay, it's a celebrity who can sort of dance, like trying to trip around ballroom steps. This isn't 18-year-olds, like, going on So You Think You Can Dance, trying to start their career. These are people that are at the top of their game. Some of them have won So You Think You Can Dance. Some of them have won America's Best Dance Crew. You'll see the Jabberwockies on there. Some of them have won world titles as ballroom champions. It's just the best of the best in each of their categories. It's awesome. I'm so excited, honestly. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> the hype they've been doing for it, because I guess all the time. Uh, it, hello? You there? Can you hear me? Oh, you there. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, hold on. Kristen, you there? I'm here, yeah. I called back in because okay. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. <laughs> okay. So what were you saying about now? Uh, J-Lo... Uh, the show looks exciting, I was saying. For me? Um, well, I mean, let me just say that I, yeah, I've done the press conference. I've, I've seen the tour itself. Um, they're putting just a lot of money behind J-Lo. NBC has invested in J-Lo, which we've talked about before. The press is excited about J-Lo. You add in people like Derek Huff, and I'll tell you, that brings a lot of the Dancing with the Stars fans to the table. And, you know, then you have the star power of Neo and Jenna Dewan Tatum. It's a great mix. And for people that really do watch some of the, the dance shows, like So You Think You Can Dance and Dancing with the Stars, they're using a lot of mentors um, in the dance community. So you will see some familiar faces that you might have seen on So You Think You Can Dance. They all worked behind the scenes on the show, um, encouraging the contestants and, and working with them in rehearsal and things like that. So a lot of people had their hand in this cookie jar, but, you know, when I was at the press conference, and this was in February, I believe, or early March, they were already talking season two, and we haven't even seen one episode yet of season one. Wow. That says a lot right there. It does. And um, the only thing I will say that is a drawback of the show is the fact that it was taped ahead of time, and it was taped over um, about, I'm going to say about six weeks. They did ten episodes. Um, in late January and early February, I do wish they had chosen to do live shows. I know that they were a little unsure how the format would play out if it was a live show. And also they had a lot of 
scheduling issues because when you have top talent like J-Lo and Derek Huff and, and Neo and, and Jenna Dwan Tatum, who all have careers outside this show, they, were, right. they couldn't find a common time. So I'm hoping that, that if World of Dance is a huge success, they, they carve out that time and do some live shows because it makes it more exciting. See, now, I, I was wondering at myself, I didn't know it was already taped. So I was wondering, like, how they were going to do it. So I guess that makes a lot of sense that it's already done. <laughs> yeah, it's already done. The winner has already been crowned. They win a million dollars. I don't know who it is. I haven't. I have to say that everyone's been, they're writing a tight ship over there. And any of my sources that have worked on the show are tight-lipped about it. So kudos to all of them. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so that one of those elements, because a lot of people are like, well, how are they doing audience votes? They're not doing audience votes. So there you go. Um, it was based off of the judges and how that played out. But how about that? I mean, NBC, they don't play no games. Like, between they do that and they do um, America's Got Talent, and the, and the grand prize is a million dollars. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not like they're giving you $25,000. You know what I mean? It's a million dollar freaking no. prize. It's it's a lot of money, and I'll tell you the So You Think You Can Dance winner gets a quarter million dollars. So, um, and, and oftentimes you don't know who they are unless you watch the show constantly, but this is a much bigger platform, I think. And a million dollars to a dancer is a ton of money because a lot of dancers will never earn a million dollars in their career. So whomever gets it, we don't know if it's an individual or a couple or a crew um, because they're all competing against each other. They have three categories. They have a junior category, a crew category, and a, an adult division. And then once the winner is crowned in each of those categories, the final three then compete against each other for that million dollars. Wow. It's big time. That's why I'm really excited. It's a game changer in the dance competition shows. We need it. We needed some shaking up. They're finally doing it. When you're doing it like that, you're doing it. <laughs> we're all in oh boy oh boy all right so what uh what do you have happening in, uh, in the next uh upcoming week besides that uh, my I guess, goodness I'm like what do i have um uh, i i do have an interview with Derek Huff since we were just talking about him i have an interview with him on tuesday um and i just put out an uh, interview that i did with cheryl burke about dance moms and like how she took over and she's like all the girls were traumatized so that is up. You can find it on my Twitter feed. We've got the Dancing with the Stars finale. There's a lot going on this week. Um, and in the meantime, I'm actually going to hop on a flight in a couple hours and go to Georgia for my niece's high school graduation. Oh, nice. Look at you. Yeah. I know. Always I'm all trapped. over the place. Always <laughs> on the move. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Cool. Well, I guess uh, next week we get to break out those envelopes and uh, find out how good or how bad we did it uh, on this season. Yes. I lost one person, so I've got two in the mix, but I already know they're in the wrong order. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm dying to know now what I did. I, I, I know I had the football player. That's good. That was a good pick. Very good pick. NFL players are always a good bet to have in the finals. That's why I did it. Cause I remember you said that before. Yep. You're learning something. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool alright well I guess we'll be talking next week and we'll be uh, ripping those envelopes open can't wait thank you thanks Kristen alright there she goes Kristen Burt 
check her out all over the world of social media and anywhere that there's a dance TV show going. Just look for Kristen Burt, K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. How's your envelope holding up there, Nick? Any idea? Or? I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I lost my envelope about a week ago, and I haven't looked for it yet. But I will eventually. <laughs> Oof. See, I, I keep mine in the exact same spot. Always. Otherwise, I would. Oh, boy. Those people billion dollars, man. Do you know how much ad revenue that fucking NBC gets off of those? They get a million dollars for one of those frigging commercials. So <laughs> NBC right. should be giving a million dollars. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they're they're doing it. Like, they're giving it out. Not like... You know, some of the other shows out there, like she said, they give a 250000 or, you know, uh, whatever things may be. I don't, I don't think they were or, – or what was the, what was the other – what was that one that Howie Mandel did with the, with the, with the suitcases? Wasn't that a million dollars? It was a yeah, million dollars. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah, yeah. Deal or no deal? That's it. That's it. Or there was the other – To was be the, honest with you, I don't watch any game shows other than Jeopardy. Really? Like Ooh. none. You, I don't watch Jeopardy. How about never a fan of Family Feud? No, man. And uh, I hate Steve Harvey with, like, the fire that burns in a thousand suns. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Um, the only thing, the only thing I, I like about one thing I hate about these uh, reality shows for America's Got Talent and all the other ones <laughs> is the fact that they have the fans voting. It turns into a popularity contest yeah. rather than who the best person is. Because there's many got, many people that I saw when if I watched those things that got taken off, and they were actually very good. And the people that, that stayed were like, you know, yeah, the people liked them, but they weren't very good. Jimmy, I, I think, though, that that's a reflection of the current generation that we're dealing with, really. Like, nobody cares what the professionals think. Whoever, as long as their friends think they're cool, then they're experts. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I, you sort of see that reflected every day in, you know, these various things. Like, you're right. It should totally only matter what the judges say because they're the people that we've decided, you know what I mean, have enough experience. But every time it just turns into, you know, who looks cuter. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, when you look at, like, uh, what's his name, Simon Cowell. I mean, there's a, there's a you know, he's a, a person that's made people stars. You know, he, yes, he should be voting for or, you know, judging the, these talented people. Right. You know, I don't want to hear what Mo from, you know, uh, New Jersey thinks. I don't care. That's not, you know. Yeah, this girl might look cute, but she doesn't sing very well. You know, it's like when, uh, I guess, it was probably a long time ago now. I don't even want to, like, I can't remember how long ago. 
But anyway, uh, that, that season on American Idol with uh, the the dude that uh, was really bad and Howard Stern was like having everybody vote for him and he made it like really far in the competition. I mean, that like spoke volumes right there. Yeah, it's like, you know, you can put somebody, look, we all know wrestling. You can put somebody over who's not very good and get them over with the fans. I'm in a time, yeah, well, dude, throughout the ages, you can see it, you know, how you can put somebody over. But that doesn't mean they're good in any way, shape, or form. Right, they're profitable. Sure. You know, or that, that you know, in, in the case of, of the Howard Stern thing, Howard Stern's popularity is what got this kid over. Right. If Howard wasn't if Howard wasn't saying, Hey, I think you should vote for this guy, blah 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 blah, how many people would have? Very true. Yeah. So yeah. True. forget about forget about the you know, the kid the kid's popularity, good or bad. That was Howard Stern's popularity, saying, hey, put this kid over. Right. Craziness. Crazy, crazy, crazy with all them goofy shows. But, all right, so it looks like our, our guest, our first guest is online. Let's get him on here. Let's welcome to the show the man, the myth, and the legend himself, Mr. Waylon Revis. What's going on there, Waylon? How you doing? I'm, Good, man. I'm just hanging out. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, you know, it's 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 kind of like, and I have to get the answer to this now, because um, usually each week when I when we're getting ready to do the show and I announce our guest, uh, usually my co-host Nick will always like say to me, "Who's that?" Like he won't know who a lot of these uh, music people we are we have on are. And this week uh-huh. he goes, "Find somebody I know." So I knew he was a fan <laughs> like Mushroom Head. And I said to him before we yeah. went on the air, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I said, so what do you, you know Waylon from Mushroom Head? He's like, no. I'm like, oh. So, Nick, what band did you know Waylon from? <laughs> um, well, I got to tell you, one of my wife's and my favorite album is uh, Blueprint of a Strange Mind, and it was three quarters dead. Holy. And, uh, what's the language here? What's my language? I you whatever you want. Holy shit. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding absolutely. me? Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like, she wow. insisted that I bring it up tonight. Wow, man. Oh, my God. Dude, that was like my that was like my beginner band. Wow. <laughs> that was awesome, man. <laughs> Holy shit. That was like the last thing I expected to hear. Wow. I want That's to say wild. that it was like the last thing that we ever discovered on MySpace. Oh, thank you, thank you very much, man. Wow, I, you know, I, I I get that from time to time, but it's always it's always a pleasure when I hear it, you know, because I mean that was the stuff that that kind of set me on my path, you know. It's like where I'm at today. That was like the foundation for it. So like when somebody brings that up, it's like, whoa, whoa you know about that? And it's cool. So thank you. That's a absolutely. Day, <laughs> if you're not familiar with that, dude, check that album out. Jesus, I actually listened to it the other day just because uh, JP is actually the the guitarist from Three Quarters Dead is my bass player in Killer's uh, uh, Confession. So uh, oh, you know, it's awesome. kind of a little reunion thing going over here. And uh, to have you bring that up? That just blew my mind. JP's actually <laughs> wild right now. We're out actually right now. We're in uh, in the AKC band, and I'm out and about giving away free stuff right now. 
Like, I just show up places. Like, you show up, you'll get your free stuff. And I'm just doing that just to get people to get up off the computer and get out and go do something. Now, how about that? Like, that's what it's, like, really come to is you have to go out and just give stuff away to, like, get people excited. You do it because you love the fans. Um, A, nobody's going to buy a CD in the first place. I mean, I'm just going to be honest about it here. CDs aren't a real big priority. Digital media, people download up the internet. Give it to them. Get your music out there any way you can. Uh, I'll give it away. I don't give a damn. I just want you to enjoy it. That's the point of it. That's why you bought it in the first place is for their enjoyment. And uh, I love seeing fans light up like Christmas trees when, when, when you just hand it to them like – Never said I didn't give you anything. You know, they it, it, it's, it's it's worthwhile, man. Um, I'm out here to do this is what I do, and uh, I'm out support. And, and nobody's gonna be a bigger supporter than I am. I'll go out and get this stuff. I will one at a time, and I will build the fan base that way. I'll give it to people I don't know. Like here, have city, bam, I'm out. I ain't asking for nothing for it. Now, like, wh- where do you go, like, just to give it out? Like, anywhere you're at? Or? Okay, well, I'll go live on. I'll go live on my Facebook, and I'll tell you. Like, uh, we're watching a Best Buy close in Brook Parks, the Square in Parma, Ohio. Last night we went to the Foundry. We drove to a dude's house last night and stopped at his front uh, in his front and handed him a CD out the car. And he just posted up where he was at. We drove straight to it, stopped at his front yard, and handed it off to him. Come on, that's freaking awesome. That's, hey man, it, it's a new day and age, man. Uh, I'm sick and tired of like seeing all these rock stars, you know, you know, acting like their shit don't stink, and you know they got all this money from who knows God, and they don't give a fuck about the fans. They don't give a shit about the people fucking them there. Well, I do, and uh, shit's got to change, man. That's like I hate this self self fulfilling, you know. I'm a god amongst men bullshit. I, you know, I'm just wailing. I, I got, I got video games in the back. You come video game with me. We'll listen to some music, hang out, and become friends, and, and do real social networking. Meet up in person. Because I'm just a dude, man. It's like you come to a show. I don't care if it's fucking 500 people or or 50,000. I'm gonna be out in the crowd somewhere, hanging out. You know, it, it's funny too because I was going to bring this up uh, about your Facebook page, and I, and I wanted uh, Nick and my other co-host Janetti to get this because under his personal information, I, I mean, you would think he'd put like, "Hey, I'm you know I'm from here and here, and uh, I play with this band, and I've done this, 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 this." No, it's I love Doctor Who, Deadpool, Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. Yeah, makes sense to me. <laughs> uh, Dude, it's like why. Why? Like everybody, if, if you know what I do, you know what I do. Why don't you know something about me? It's like I'm not trying to sell a product. You know, it's like yeah, it is, but it's like I'm not. It's like if you enjoy it, enjoy it. But there's more to life than you know just that. You know, it's like I'm a person. You might you might not like my music, but you might like things I say and things I do. So right, the way it's a win-win for me. No, I mean like. Okay, you're out there giving out the music and all. It's got to like, how about when you guys play live? I mean, do you just like go to like your merch booth afterwards and just give out music and stuff to people? Or? Well, no, the reason I'm doing this now is because it just came out. And I wanted to get out there. And I am doing this promotion thing. And my promotion is give it to them. You know, it's like, yeah, we got to make money on the road. And, 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 and that money really is going to my pocket. It's going to do a gas tank and to feed my boys. My boys in the band come before I do. Like, I, I make sure that their shirts, that put their faces on it, and that they make all the money off of it so they make money. Because I've been in positions 
where I made nothing out of the road. And, you know, and I had to pay other people's bills and stuff. I don't run like that. Like, so when I'm on the road, yeah, it's for sale. But you understand, it's going to each one of those guys. And whatever's left, oh, okay, see your mama get to split up, and that's all good. But uh, I'm out to just take care of me. You know, it's like I, I, run, I run my band like this is, this is what I was taught. Love your family right. and be loyal to your job. Because the more loyal you are to the job, the better you can take care of your family. And by the end of it, it's all going to be one, and you're going to love each other. And you're going to be taking right. care of each other. And, you, and you've got to run like that. You've got to run. And sometimes, yeah, I've got to eat a shit sandwich because i got to make sure my boys can put bread on the table. But that's okay, man, because karma comes back. It always does. It always does. So just remember that, you know. That's, right. that's, just, that's just good business. And that, that's just good that's just being a good person, and there's no other ways around that. You know, you okay. gotta, you gotta, you sometimes you gotta know when to give and when to take, and there ain't right. much time to take in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> now, how about like, uh, I guess uh, it was back in September when you uh, you, you signed with uh, with EMP. Um, yes. And then now, you know, it's like six, seven months later and, and the album's out here. But at that point when you signed with EMP, and you had to be like pretty like uh, blown away because of getting involved with David Ellison from uh, Megadeth. That was awesome. Um, you know, David uh, has been a real big supporting factor in behind this. Uh, David knew I had something special, and he's seen how I run things. And David and Tom gave me very much a control on how I wanted it done. They knew... Uh, that I had a, had a built-in uh, um, fan base that was very loyal to the message I pushed and the way I am. And, uh, you know, it's not a real typical business model, but for what I do, it's perfect, you know. And David respected that. He loves the fact I go live the way I do. I don't, I don't do it just to, you know, okay, I'm just, you know, going live and doing my nails. No, I go live. I run shows. I promote fans. Um, I'm always interacting and my fan base is very much just, it's just as much part of a killer's confession and, and my life as anything because I do keep them involved. Their, their right. opinion is, is the opinion. I don't really care what the opinion of uh, a, a reviewer or media or anything. I care what the opinion of a fan is because at the end of the day, without them, there is no fan. There is right. no, there's nothing. You have, you, you don't got them, you ain't got squat. So. True. I'm sorry, you, you can have your numbers and you, your, your charts and you can say this and this and this works. Well, I'm telling you right now, they're telling me what they want, and that's what they're going to get. You know, that's just how I, I do it, and they let me do that. And uh, I was very lucky. And plus, having one of the big four to have my back, you really can't bitch about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> now, you said you, said you do, like, uh, you promote bands and stuff. Like, what what do you think like now? Like we just started uh, here in the Philadelphia area. It's where we're based out of. We just started promoting uh, you know bands and concerts and stuff like that. And we just did a, our first like real big official show this past weekend. And going into it, like you know ticket sales were kind of light, and I was shitting my and I was even saying like last week I was turning to my buddy Nick and I was just like I, I think I'm just going to pull the plug and he's just like you can't do it. You got to ride the storm. Just go through with it. So uh, and I'm, and I gotta ask the question: like, What do you think is the best way to really hit the the people to get the word out there about shows anymore? 
you get that there amongst them. You go out. Uh, you know, you hear flash mobs and stuff. You just get out there and do it. Uh, you get out there. You, you do do what's right. Entertain them. You are entertainers. You get, but, but the thing about it is, do not put yourself up on a pedestal. So right. you're just, you're weird. I love Doctor Who, Xbox, Nintendo. Man, that's me. I get out there amongst them, and I share that, and we share those stories because I do the same thing as you do. Get out. Do, and, and tell them, get out there, do something. We're going to be out. We're going to be doing this. You can get your tickets. Do that. Make sure that when they show up, they're going to be getting something. They're going to be getting their money's worth. But the fact is, make sure they're not just sitting there hanging out with a bunch of other people waiting on something. Make, make the whole night about something. I have something going on constantly. Uh, promote, like, promote, like, get out there and send out one of your, your headliners and get him out there into places like this. He's going to be here. You may not believe him, but he is. He's going to be sitting at the dollars eating a damn Big Mac. He's going to be sitting with a pocket full of tickets in his pocket. Bam, you, you, you will see things happen. You will see things change. Because I do this. I show up. I showed up at a person's house last night. They didn't want to believe it, and I did. I went to their house. I had no business going to their house, but I did it. I did it because that's what needs to be done. Because social media is bullshit. People can say and do whatever they want on there. Right. The fact is, you get up, you go out, you hop in that car, you spend that money, you get that gas, you go go to their house, and you shock them. Be like, my word is my word, and I back my word. And then you get the respect. And then people are just like, this motherfucker just did this shit. <laughs> I'm going to show my house. You know, I can't show up to everybody's house, but I will. I'll show up as many as I can, and I'll go into time. Like I said, you've got to have that mentality. Get out there, get your hands dirty. I, I got it. Like, what did that dude say when you showed up? He must have been freaked the fuck out. Oh, he come out the door. I think Flatler's here. And I'm like, get down on him. It's on live feed. You go watch my live feeds on my, on my official page. I'm live feeding on it. He was trying to come here. And I did. I got more houses now. He's like, man, I'm going to be waking the neighbors up with this. And I was like, you go do that, brother. And sit there, I got him live on camera, just showing it like this is what it is. So you can use social media. You don't live on it. Get out, man. It's like that's the best thing I love about my feet because you can take social media and shove it up its own ass. You can get out there, get off the computer, show what you're doing, and interact with people live. You know, that's the fun part. Because, like, back in the day, you would just you sit behind the computer, and I'm a tough guy, I'm in my mouth. Now, now you got people like me who'll be like, hey, uh, I'm pulling the Jay and Silent Bob. Did you say AKC sucked on, um, on, on Blabbermouth? <laughs> you know, you can pull that crap now. I love it. Uh, I, you know, I, I think people uh, need to use it in a better way and get out and get off. You know, I got a, I, my, I got my van, and I got a 44-inch TV, got Xbox One up in this thing, and I share it with my fans. I'm like, come on, come game with me. If you want a game, we'll go out to the parking lot. And I'll get a gathering just like we did back in the day with you, you and your buddies can play together instead of being online and sitting there and listening to somebody yell at you over, over a headset. You can do it to me in person. <laughs> oh, that's freaking awesome. That is so awesome. Wow. And I'm out in the middle of it. And I'm in the middle of doing it right now. And I'm going to continue doing it. Um, I leave out on tour next week and I'm going to be out with Nonpoint. And uh, then I'm doing like some you know, other shows. And uh, I got a, a couple other tours coming up. But I'm going to do this the whole, across the nation. I have a show called A Weekend Review with Wayland, and I go live, and I'm just going to do mess with people all across the country. I'm going to go live everywhere in the most odd spots, and I'm going to show them what real social inter- interaction is. 
it's like it ain't on a computer, man. It's it's person to person. But I'm gonna use that 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 tool to 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 prove that it's like I don't need this to say hello to you. You know, I don't need right. this to, to to do anything. I'm gonna get up in your face and I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna show people that it's like if you listen to what I'm saying and you get out and you don't do something, you never know who you're gonna meet. You never know. Because we're just humans, you know. It's like I don't care how good of an actor you are. You didn't, you didn't solve world hunger. So get off the damn shit. Stop telling me how to live my fucking life. I'm sick of that. I'm so sick of it. You, you know, it, it's. I, I was gonna say it's kind of it's kind of like uh, you know as I was getting ready for the interview, uh, you know, because I don't know much about Mushroom Head and all that, and and you or your career, but. I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard of Mushroom Head for years. I'm thinking to myself, here this dude, like, the, I, well, depending on the side of the story I read, whether you quit or you were fired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, like, this dude, had, like, I mean, all right, Mushroom Head wasn't the biggest band, but you had, like, uh, you know, like a steady, a steady uh, gig in the music career. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so, and I'm thinking, it, it took kind of balls to, like, pick up and leave from that. But then, like, I mean, after talking for 10 minutes, I'm like, this fucking dude has such a, a great uh, and independent personality. Like, I can like already see, like, you didn't think twice about it. It didn't matter to me anymore. Um, that was a controlled situation. Everything was controlled. Everything was contrived. Everything was fake. Um, I hated it. I absolutely hated my life. It was bullshit. Oh my god, I wear a mask. That ain't fucking me. Oh my god, I gotta do what you tell me. That ain't fucking me. I'm me. I'm I, I am a I am a broken hillbilly. I'm broken hillbilly. There you go. I'm an unbroken hillbilly. I talk like a broken wheelbarrow, I sing like an angel, and I scream like a demon, I'm gonna tell you how it is. And I don't give a shit about your political correctness and I damn sure don't give a shit about your feelings. This is America. Get used to it. Be done with it. It's called freedom. And your feelings gonna get hurt because it's not gonna be free. Because if you don't free, you're just gonna deal with it, you know. Because you got to put up with everybody's shit. Because your rights are just the same as everybody else's. So if you're gonna say it, put up with it. I, I just can't. I can't take the world I live in anymore. And I don't know. But I'm, I'm, I might be crazy. Who knows? But <laughs> I'd be damned. I'm happier. <laughs> uh, you sound happy. I'm very happy. Um, I love my life. I love I love people. I love the I, I, only thing I hate right now is the fact that everybody believes everything they read and everything they see and everybody's feelings uh, are, are hurt over anything, anything. And then this is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's like, man, what happened to sticks and stones, people, man? Did you not have a big brother to whoop your ass your entire life and learn what real pain is? Fuck that, man. Call me whatever. Get your ass whipped a couple times. You'll learn what hurts, man. That, that, these words don't hurt shit. Get over yourself, man. Your, your feelings ain't that important. Your feelings ain't more important than my feelings, and my feelings ain't more important than your feelings. So fuck it. Keep it to your damn self. Shut up. Go ahead here. <laughs> Play some video games. Shit. Uh, now, how about, like, uh, did you ever at any point, like, think about just, like, being yourself? Like, being Waylon Revis? No, no killer's confession. No band name. Just being solo. Yeah, I, I thought about it. But what's the point in that, man? They're around me. They're the most amazing people in the world, and they're just as important. It ain't just about me. Uh, it's about the. It's about a, a, a collective effort. And 
I could do by myself, and that'd be fine. But what's the fun in it if you ain't got nobody to share it with? That's true. That's, that I, I, what's the fun, man? It's like I got I got JP from Three Quarters Dead join me. I got Matthew Trumpy, Paul Elliott, John Dale, some of the greatest guys I ever met. I barely know has known John Paul uh, uh, John Paul and, and, and Trumpy for let, six months since we put the band together. And I've known JP all up. That's my family. They're just as much as a family as my kids and my wife are. They're they're so important to me, and it's just like, why do this by yourself? Or me, me, uh, uh, me, uh, uh, fuck all that bullshit, man. I'd rather be like, look at my, look what the fuck we did. <laughs> Them motherfuckers are listening. You know, it's like that's the point. He's like, that's that team huddle when you just like, you 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 behind behind closed doors and you're like, yeah, we did it. And the key word is we. It's a group, and it's like you take each other to pick each other up when you fall down and. And it's it's not worth it to be by yourself. I don't. I, you need a big ass fucking ego with a small ass dick to fucking have that mentality. <laughs> oh man, oh man. So now I told are, you, man. I'm, I'm I don't care, man. I'm, I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, and I want to hear Nixon put on this. Like, uh, every year at the end of the year, we do our end end of year awards. And we have like a whole bunch of different categories. And I'm already thinking to myself, this interview is either going to be the top interview so far or the top music of the year. Thank oh, you. definitely, definitely. <laughs> guys, I'll come back anytime. Anytime you want me. If you just want to just like call, you got my number now. This is my cell number. Be like, you know, this is, we know Waylon's up. He's crazy. Let's just call his ass and see what his opinion on the matter is. He fucking do it. I don't give a shit. I don't care, man. Like, it is, like, I'm serious. Like, like I got all these people working for me, doing all this special stuff for me, and, and I'll do these interviews. And I'm like, just call me. If you need me, just call me. You know, that's the thing. Because everybody's just like, I, I don't know if, I'm serious. I really didn't think I might need medication. Because, <laughs> like, I just, I'm so fed up with everything. And I'm so fed up with everything, I, I finally think I hit fucking. And I'm just like, screw it, man. If it's all going to fun, screw it. Just let it. I'm going to have fun doing it, and I'm going to I'm going to try to turn a couple heads while I'm there, you know. And uh, really, that's what, what what better meaning life can you find than just make people happy? There you go. Now, how about um the whole Chris Cornell thing uh, with him? Uh, Dude, I'm his... heartbroken. I am heart. So, I'm gonna be, you know the weird thing is, my wife loves him. She went and seen his, uh, you know, he did his acoustic thing last year. And he yeah. played at our high school. My son goes to high school and they have a big auditorium. And Chris came and played. And I was out and about. I think I was working on the AKC stuff, I think, like, where it was just put it together. And my wife got tickets and her friend Lorna went and seen it. And uh, just, like, she, and she played his version of uh, Chinese O'Connor's uh, Nothing Compares, which is an amazing mm-hmm. version of the song. Yeah. It really is. And something this morning told me to wake up and check the news. I don't know what it was. You know, just have one of the moments, it's like something's happened. Something has happened. It's like, and, and I got up, and my feed, and this was like at 7 a.m. Eastern, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck, what the fuck? And uh, St. Chris had died. And uh, my wife was out walking the dog, and I kind of, she comes back in. And uh, I was like, baby, uh, I hate to break the news to you. Chris is gone. And she's like, what? She's fucking lying to me. And I'm like, no, 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 he's gone. I don't. And, and they didn't have the reasons why. And I hate that it, it, it is what it is. And right. my, my, my heart goes out to the fans and, and his family. You know, this is a time of mourning. We lost probably 
one of the most influential vocalists and the front man of the last 20 years, you know, and uh, it breaks my heart, you know. And uh, she, all day, uh, she, she, uh, all morning, I heard that song just over and over, and my wife was crying. Like, it, wow. it just destroyed her. She loved him. And uh, just, I just, you know, I'm sitting back right now, and I still just, I'm in disbelief because I'm going to be at Rock on the Range this weekend. I've not seen him tomorrow night. The same with Sound, I've never seen him in Soundgarden. I was going to watch the fan. And uh, just absolutely just, you know, I'm, I'm devastated about it. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, that life had got to that point for him, and uh, you know, I hope he found peace. And that's that, you know, all I can say, man, I like I'm, I'm speechless, you know, um, especially with the last song uh, he did, the, the the Led Zeppelin cover, just Jesus, you know, Jesus, Jesus. I, I wow, I don't even know what to say about it, man. It's a deal new to me, and I, I knew it was going to be just my ass about it, but yeah, that one hit hard. That one hit really hard, and I hate that, you know, we 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 lose. Some of the most talented, intelligent people, and uh, you never really know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, you never know yeah. what's going on inside somebody's head. That's true. And uh, I hate that. It, I hate that it got to that point for him. I, you know, I wish I could have been a friend to him because I, all my friends, I, I, you know, I love. I love. If you become friends with me, I love you, and I'm not scared to tell you I love you. I'm not scared to express love, uh, and. Uh, it is, uh, you know, I wish he had somebody like that in his life. Uh, and, uh, and I think he most likely did. But, uh, you know, just wish, uh, it, it, I wish it hadn't happened. I, I just really wish it hadn't happened. Yeah. Wow. So, all right, so the uh, the new band, A Killer's yes. Confession. Like, uh, now, when I, when I think of that name, like, I'm thinking to myself, like, is there, like, a concept behind the name or any special meaning behind it or? There is. Um, it, a, it was an accident to be the name. Uh, the, the name of the album was supposed to be the name of the band, Unbroken. And the name of the okay. song was A Killer's Confession, the one we do with Brian from Corn. And uh, it turns out there's a band in the world named Unbroken. And uh, Tom Hazard looks at me and goes, hey, uh, why don't you just call it A Killer's Confession? And I'm just like, okay, let's go. <laughs> You know, it's like it's, you know, we're just trying to, I'm trying to write an album, and I'm doing it so fast. I'm like, I don't got time to sit there. That sounds cool. Let's go. Let's do it. And then the more I thought about it, the key word in that whole name is confession. And, uh, and it's not about being a killer, like a murderer or anything like that. You can kill a lot of things. You can kill, you can kill your uh, uh, your personality. You can kill you can kill your lifestyle. You can kill, you can kill your, uh, your ties with your family. You can kill a lot of things. And but the key word is, are you willing to confess that you fucked up? And that's the key to that. And then the fans have took on calling us AKC, which I get a big, big kick out of because if you think about AKC, that's the American Kennel Club. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm a, I'm all about that, you know. It's like, well, look, I like so. <laughs> so uh, it's really just a killer confession. The key word is confession, and being and being willing to to admit your fault, to move on from it, and learn. And uh, you know, I kill. I would kill my career uh, with what I did with Mushroomhead, and uh, I've had to confess to myself, my peers, and to everything. Yeah. Um, did I make a mistake? Yeah. But did they make a mistake? Yeah. There's mistakes made on both sides. I take my I take my understanding from my end, and that's where the confession comes from. 
And uh, I wish him the best now. Do I want to be back? No. But uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm thankful for the time I had with him. But, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it was time for me to move on. My life has a, another meaning in it and, and another path. And where that path going to lead me, I have no clue. I have no clue, and I'm excited about that because if you know what's coming, what's the fun in that? That's true. Now, the, the first uh, the single, A Killer's Confession, which you said uh, it does feature Head from Corn on it. Um, now, is this – like I was watching the, the lyric video earlier, so I'm getting the, the lyrics right in my face. I'm thinking to myself, is this like a little uh, message to, to the old guys from Mushroom Head? Is this anything about that? No. Or? No, wow. it's a split personality. It was the dueling voices in my head during that time. That is that is somebody that is troubled with their life, their meaning, and it's 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 you okay. Go and rewatch that video and look in a mirror and do those lyrics. And each time the thought changes, that's another voice in your head talking. It'll make sense then. Because you know you've had that conversation where you've got the dual personality uh, talking about pros and cons of the situation. That's uh, that's what that is. Interesting. Very interesting. You're getting deep on this way, Waylon. <laughs> I've, got, I've got some surprises, man. I do, man. I'm edumacated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So, but no, uh, it's like a lot of people are taking a lot of things I'm saying in this album is, is jabs at mushroom head. No, man, I'm over that. I did what I did, and it's done. It's all. I don't need to rehash that. I don't have anything left to say to them. Of nothing. Um, that stuff's directed towards me. I'm broken of how much the soul can take and still move forward without being scarred. And those lyrics in that in in that whole album. Are, are self-reflection. There's stuff going on inside yourself that I don't know about. And if you go back and listen to it like that, it, it, it's got a whole different meaning to it. It'll, 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 the whole album will, will, like, you'll think one thing, but once you think like that, it'll, it'll totally mean something else to you. It'll be like, holy shit. You know, it's like, it, it, it's realization that, you know, I hate to quote, you know, uh, Jack Nicholson, is this as good as it gets? You know, it's like, am I, am, I, am I just stuck here in this shit? It's like, what can I do? I got Something has to change. Something has to give. And it's time to move forward my life because I can't keep going this because I'm burning the candle on both ends and there ain't much left. And it sounds like that, it sounds like when you were making this, it was like almost like a therapy session for you. It was. I said it in like in the videos, like, get it out. Um, fuck paying somebody. Fuck taking one of these pills to tell you the world don't suck. Yes, it sucks. But man, when you're giving lemons, make lemonade. Like I said, man, fuck your feelings, man. This is life. Life is going to have its great moments. It's going to have its fucking shit moments. You got to get over that, man. It ain't always going to be fucking good. I care who you are. It ain't always going to be good. But you got to you got to be able to look between the, the lines and move forward in a way that, you know, people you, you can see that, you know, you can take a bad situation and make it great, and, and anybody can do it. All you got to do is believe in yourself. Just believe in yourself and love yourself. Keyword, love yourself. Stop buying into this bullshit that you're the greatest thing that's walking on this earth. Look at, look at the maze. Look at what we live in and look at the society you live in. You know, people always complain about change and wanting this, wanting that, wanting that. So, 
no, if you want all this shit, how about you start in the most simple place? Start with yourself. Because no real change can happen. You can never guarantee change. The only change you can guarantee is with yourself. You start living a certain way, and people in your community start living there, uh, uh, see that and start influencing the community you live in. I'm not talking about this big, you know, I say something about your little hometown. Start there. That's where change happens. Change don't happen any other way. You gotta, you just gotta have it in your head, man. It's like you're in control of your own destiny, and love yourself, and love the people around you. Stop being a troll. Well, when did when did it become cool to be the seriously? That's that's another issue I've got with America and, and well, just the world and the, all the damn trolls out there. Everybody's got something bad to say. Well, why don't you just go and suck on a fucking lemon, asshole? Because nobody wants to fucking <laughs> hear it anymore. You know, it's like back in my day, we would take you back behind the bar and beat the shit out of you until you wanted a little respect for everybody else. And, and, but now I'm such a push, you can't fucking do that. You can't go whoop somebody's ass because a good ass whooping is needed on a lot of motherfuckers out there because they never realize to respect another human. It's all about them and it's all about, you know, their. you're living in their world and you don't exist. Well, fuck all that shit, man. We live together and we live. Amongst each other, start acting like it, man. I, I just like I don't know. I, am I just getting old? <laughs> it's like I'm turning into my dad <laughs> or some shit. Uh, dude, you used to be like a motivational speaker. Ah, fuck all that, man. Who wants to listen to a broken wheelbarrow? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, album doubt. That's why out, I do what uh, I do, man. That's why you do what you do. You do it musically. Yes. It's like, you don't need a motivational speaker. You just got to start loving yourself, man. You got to just start loving life and get off the drugs. Trust me, I've been there. Get off of them. Man, trust me, your life will be a hell of a lot better. <laughs> like, cause, man, just get, people are just so fucking medicated. Uh, one of pharmaceutical. They're fucking so goddamn medicated. They can't make up their own fucking mind about what. What political view they got, or or how they feel about this, or how they they, they got to take their opinion from a mass, and then you got a bunch of dumbasses leading a bunch of dumbasses that ain't got no motherfucking damn idea what the fuck they're talking about, and we're all just heading down to uh, uh, my judge idiocracy. I see it, man. I just want to walk around to people. Go, I like money. Yeah, I swear, man. I feel like I just, you know, it's like I'm not the smartest person in the world, but man, sometimes I just feel like I'm surrounded by dumbasses. And it's like, are you just seriously? Really? I'm not that smart, but God damn. Really? You know, it's like, it, it, it's just the world, world we live in is just so fucked up, man. It's fucked up as hell. Like, everybody's just like, there's a bunch of crybabies. I just, I, I don't know what to say, man. I, there's a couple people that I'll follow and listen. Joe Rogan's one of them. Joe Rogan's a genius. I love that dude. And uh, I love how he just put things in this layman's terms. And he's so right. And he's a stoner. That's all good. But, you know, let him know some pot. But uh, <laughs> it's the other shit you got to worry about. <laughs> the shit that you can grow. Um, but, uh, you know what I mean, man? It's just like, I just, I, I love shit. I'm a watcher. And I love watching people. And I love watching people interact with each other. And I got kids in my house. And my son can't even write in curses. Because how the educational system is, which I think is fucked up as hell. But it's crazy, he isn't also, it? So he can't talk. He can't write in cursive. Cursive. My, my, None of my kids can. No. Nah. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I was learning that in first grade. 
learning how to make that cool-looking W because they taught you how to do the ones that weren't connected, then they taught you that shit, and it's like, that's cool. That's a dog riding, you know. We lost the art of that, um, and it's all technology. But, man, I can, my kids can't talk to anybody, but by God, they can text them from across the fucking room. What the fuck, <laughs> man? <laughs> what are going to do? Fucking A, don't text his ass. I mean, to have full conversations, sit next to each other on the, on, on the uh, couch, on Instagram or Twitter, sit next to each other. You can't put this shit down and talk. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know, it's like, and it's not just them. It's uh, I see it all the damn time. It's like, get off phone. Do something. Go out. You know, all that shit you're talking on, uh, on uh, what is that fucking one? Uh, Tumblr? You know, you don't sit and talk on Tumblr or whatever. You, you know, you, if you say that person, it might work and you get laid. Seriously. <laughs> don't show her the dick pic. Just, just show her. Who knows? Get confident, Uh-oh. people. Uh, Waylon, you need to call in every week, man. I can do that. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm more than happy to do that. And trust me, you meet my band members, they're the exact same way. The whole, you get me and JP in this room, oh my God, you wouldn't even believe the shit would come out of our mouths. We just can't stand it. <laughs> funny. That's funny. So I, I got to ask, since you're a fan of uh, Deadpool and all, do you watch uh, Arrow? Uh, do I watch what? Arrow? I, Arrow? Arrow, JP is, is pushing on me. Oh, Jay, he, 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 he just looked, oh, Aaron was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to take his batch on it. I guess I'm going to have to watch some tonight. You, you want to tell me anything about it? I was going to ask you if you saw last night's episode. It was so fucking mind-blowing. It was great. No, I have not. I've been too busy because it's Doctor Who season. Nothing go against the doctor. It's Doctor Who season. We've got the new companion. You know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit tapped because I watch an episode and then I watch it every day. The entire week to the next episode come in. I'm finding every little thing I can find it because we lose our doctor this year, and we got to get a new one. And I'm unhappy about that. <laughs> yeah, now, my other uh, my other co-host, Mister Janetti uh, over there, he's a he's our uh, resident Whovian. He's a huge Doctor Who. God bless him. That's right. <laughs> See, hey, you See, I have an a, intelligent. I, you got finally got an intelligent guest. Okay. Well, here's the thing. There, I'm looking at a TARDIS refrigerator in my van right now. It's a TARDIS. I have a TARDIS tattoo on my on my arm. I never leave home without the doctor. Never. Uh, and, and Capaldi is my favorite doctor. I was a Tenet fan. Uh, uh, Baker was my first. And, uh, you know, growing up, my, my grandma watching with her when I was too young to really get it. I was like, what is this British you know, she's making me watch it, and then they redo the new season and they fell in love, and then just watched everything I can possibly find on it. And uh, that's Doctor Who is just it rules. When when Who season's on, man, it rules my life. No other show matters unless it's Agent Aliens. That is all. Sorry, so oh man, I like that. Yes, sir. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, like, uh, you, you know, the, my other watching habit is I go on YouTube and I pop in Alien Invasion and I watch all the stupidest fucking conspiracy theories. This new flat earth shit, man, I'm all about it. I was showing my daughter some stuff. She goes, Daddy, you can't be this stupid. The earth is round. I'm like, 
Do we know that? I'm, and I'm just fucking with her. You know, I'm like, do we know that? Has she been in space? She's well, have you? I'm like, well, no. I haven't. She goes, what would the doctor, and my daughter's, and my daughter's Peruvian, too. She's, well, what would the doctor think? And I said, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. So, all right, so let's, but, let's get the plugs out there for the album. The, the album is out. It's officially out, and uh, you will try to get to some people's houses with it. Not everybody's, though. It's not possible. No, not possible. These are just people that test their luck. It's like gambling. Just throw your coin in there. Tell me where you are at. You might just show up. <laughs> That's so awesome. And you can get it at all your digital outlets and uh, physical copies are, I guess, where at? Website? Best Buy, FYE, FY, Best Buy, uh, just any mom and pop stores. Um, MP's doing her thing, man. I, like, I, like, honestly, it's so – like, they didn't make that many prints of it, so – it's kind of hard to find, and that's kind of why I'm doing this too. It's like I got a, I'm sitting on a ton. Hey, come get it if you want it. You know, get the art because Mr. Sam did it, and he did uh, Clive Barker. He did the, um, he did he worked for Clive Barker, and he's a he, great artist. I did the art. It's like get the get the get the art, man. Check this shit out, man. It's awesome. So did I'm out there any, just like I said, one time. Was there any vinyl copies done or? Yeah, vinyl is coming out at the end of the month, man. It's a little bit behind because vinyl right. takes a little bit longer to get. But I do right. believe I'll have them for the tour. They're they're being sent to me, and it is. I have actually, well, Hazard kind of plays it like we'll be FaceTiming on Facebook or whatever, like because I like facial interaction way better than anything than typing and stuff. And he'll sit there, but and we'll nerd off, and I'll show my nerd collection. He'll show his nerd collection, and. Uh, <laughs> We do, man. We just got—we both got wall of nerd, and we're like out nerd each other. And uh, he'll sit there and be like, "Well, listen, this is so fucking good." And he'll put put my album on in vinyl, and I'm like, "I gotta hear this thing." It's like because it does. It's got this, it's got that 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 rich natural sound on the vinyl. So I can't wait to have, actually have that in my hands and, and actually have a, a record player, an old school one, in my house, and it's it's dusted off and ready to go. Because I really don't listen to vinyl that much, but he. Talk me into it, man. He's like, dude, you gotta hear the difference, man. It, it loses that digital sound real quick. And I'm like, well, I'm down with that. So I want to hear it, what it's supposed to sound like. I actually wish we was recorded on real to real because you can get real good sound doing that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I do this. You lose stuff doing stuff all digital. It's like, yeah, it's easy and you can cut and paste, fake shit, and but there's just something about being able to play it. Right. It really is, man. When uh, like. Back in the day, uh, you know, you know, artists like Prince and and uh, Freddie Mercury and, and especially Freddie Man. It's like when I seen that Kanye, him trying to do Bohemian Rhapsody. It was, oh my God! So you, you know, you know who you trying to sing like, dude? That's like the best. Like, like we're well, seriously when, when when my top three vocalists of all time, it, it, it goes from it, it's Jim Morrison, Freddie Mercury. And man, you don't fucking try to even do what they do because they're that fucking good. And they're the type of people that, that can do it in their sleep and be in tune and not need auditions and not need the correction and, and not and just sing, especially friends. It's like, don't even try. That motherfucker will sing every artist in today's standard under the fucking ground. Like, better, like, like. He's at one level, and everybody else is in kindergarten compared to him, in my opinion. And that includes myself. 
ass, I'll put myself, I'm a fucking kindergarten. Man, I look at the Freddie Murphy, that motherfucker is just that good. And to watch somebody like Kanye try to do Bohemian Rhapsody was a joke. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? You don't even know what you just, dude, that was disrespectful. Go apologize. Go drop some flowers at his grave and say I'm sorry. You know, that's what you should do. That was just terrible, terrible. And it's just like, I wish music would get back to that. Like, real talent. Not just this bullshit fucking auto-tune crap being shoved down everybody's throats where you get this half-ass little hook line, but you ain't got no meaning behind it. And yeah. there's no talent. Because once they're done with you, they're done with you. You're out like yesterday's fucking underwear you shit in. You know? <laughs> What's that? They get thrown away. That's why you don't see artists last anymore. That's why it's in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Because nobody's got the real fucking talent like that. I hope I may get it one day, but... Who knows? You know. Wow, this is Waylon. This has been. Uh, I mean, you are chock full of uh, of one line clips. Should <laughs> I start a t shirt business then? Absolutely. Hey man, that, that could definitely help. You know, while you're out there on the road, every little bit helps. It could. <laughs> I don't, dude, I wouldn't call this pitcher vinegar. I would just call it Captain Obvious. I'm not even mad about it. I'm just like, I just wish everybody would wake up to it. It's like, look, man, it's like, this is why shit was better. People were good. They were made to yeah. be good. You had to be good. Now, yeah, yeah, it's okay. You know? I like the fight. I'm not fucking some pussy. Yeah, it's cool. And then done. I'm, I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick of dumb lyrics. I'm sick of dumb hook lines. I'm sick of just. I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm just sick of it. I'm like, I, don't, I ain't listening to the fucking shit because I feel like I'm getting stupider by listening to it. <laughs> oh man, oh man. So all right. So when when does uh, the tour start? Because you're gonna be out in the in Lancaster. Yes, we're gonna we leave out next week, man. Next Sunday is uh, we kick off here in Kent, Ohio. Um, I'm doing a headlining gig, and then I got a day off, which I'm gonna go uh, go load up the van, go load, load up everything, get the, uh, get everything set up, get a good night's rest, and then we we head out. And we're straight out with Nonpoint until the tenth, and then I come home for like another six days. No, not even six, about five days. And I go out and do some like I'm doing some radio shows. I'm pushing our new single Rebirth. I'm nice. doing that, and then I hook up with Union Underground in Texas uh, towards the end of Texas, okay. uh, end of end of Ju- uh, July. June and July, hook up with them, and then I'm going out with Flaw, from what I understand. So, oh, cool. I'm going to be out all summer, and I'm going to be fucking with everybody I possibly can trying to get them to smile. <laughs> because if, if, and I, I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people doing it, too. Well, you know what? I, you know, I got your cell. I'm going to shoot you a text. We're, we're going to have to get, like, uh, uh, tour updates from you sure can, man. Hell, get yourself a live feed. We'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll go live to the band. You'll get the whole band. I'll show you how nasty and fart-filled fart this thing gets. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go live. We'll show you how the dirty, stinking world of the music industry now. We'll give you a Because we're going to be live every day. Uh, I have made a problem. We're doing tour diaries. You're going to go on tour with us whether you like it or not. Uh, I'm going to just show you what, uh, what we're doing. We're going to go out and just mess with people and have fun and meet people. And uh, Because what else is there left to do in life? Nothing, man. Yeah, right? Just go out and meet somebody. Go out and make there a friend. There you go. 
and, That's I, an and, and, and guess what? They, and, and, go out and make a friend, and they're not going to be another number on a Facebook post. You go out and make a real friend. Give me your phone number. Yeah, call me when you need me, man, because I'll be here. Just trust me. I, I ain't doing nothing else. Life's too short. Absolutely. Waylon, this has been awesome. I'm going to play a, a killer's confession for everybody. Uh, before I let you go, can you cut a quick ID for me? This is Waylon Revis of A Killer's Confession, and you're listening to Totally Driven Radio. This is Waylon Revis from A Killer's Confession, and you are totally listening to. I forgot to give it to you. Damn motorcycle went by. Totally Driven Radio. This is Waylon Revis from A Killer's Confession, and you're listening to Totally Driven Radio. Thanks, man. And I let you get away with saying my name wrong the entire interview. Yeah, you know, I just want to know I know how to say my name, too. I'm a jackass. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. Everybody does it. Everybody. So I just don't give a shit anymore. Call me Reed. All right. I can't even argue about it. It's like, it looks like he's a butthead ruined my name. So thanks, Mike Judge. Oh, that's too funny. All right, cool. Dude, I'm serious. Like, everybody said my name right until that show came out. And then it turned into reason. <laughs> Too funny. On that note, take care. Have fun out there. And let's uh, let's rock some people's face off right here. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you for the time. Anytime you need me, I'm just a phone call away. Absolutely. We'll be in touch for sure. Thank you, brother. Thanks, man. Take care. Bye. I wouldn't let me go, no. I wouldn't advise anyone to. I mean, not listening.
confession I was not expecting that at all that dude's freaking awesome <laughs> that's funny dude he, he should seriously be on this show every week with us yeah man I mean it's just the interview started out strong and it just never lost like the excitement you know what I mean <laughs> if he watched Arrow that would have been the topper <laughs> if you watch Arrow, he'd still be on the line. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, he started uh, about talking about Doctor Who, and Ben's like, "All right, I think that's enough for you." Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, he he's a true Whovian, man. I I mean, wow. He is, uh, well, I wouldn't get a tattoo, but I especially wouldn't get a ta- you know any tattoo. So I'm not really saying one one way or the other, but yeah. Other than that, <laughs> you would get a TARDIS uh, refrigerator, though, right? I think I have one somewhere, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Stock that puppy full of Cokes for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Because Coke is cool. Well, that's funny. Yeah. When, when I saw that when I, on his Facebook page, I, right away I'm like, oh, Janetti's going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, like I said, finally an intelligent guest you get. Oh man, I just I just emailed his PR guy back and said I I think this could be the greatest interview ever. <laughs> he should be like all the, he had so many great one liners. They should be like the 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 back of like all the T shirts for the band. Like he can have a different back of the T shirt for each one. <laughs> Oh, that's so awesome. All right, let's um, let's take a quick commercial break. Let's, uh, coming up in a few minutes is going to be <laughs> the, the, actually the interview that I was expecting to be kind of crazy and controversial. I wasn't expecting it from uh, Wayland, but we got it. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll be back in a few minutes, and uh, we'll be talking for a couple minutes before Jesse Sunset calls in. So stay tuned. Here we go. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. 
to keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to TeddyScares.com. And be sure to become our friends at Facebook.com slash Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. Hey, this is Brett Kaiser from Madam X, and you're listening to Totally Driven Radio. I made sure to pull my headphones away for that one. Welcome back to Totally German Radio. <laughs> Did your ears get blown down on that one, guys? No. Yeah, that no. one was pretty loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. So uh, we got like just a few minutes before uh, Jesse calls in, and I, I wanted to talk about uh, the, the show the other night, man. How, how It was just a great friggin' time, man. I'm really bummed you guys weren't there to share the experience. Well, I'm glad it turned out for you. You know, I really am. I'm just glad I, you know, made money, and, and uh, we'll get to do it again. Yeah, I mean, it, it had a happy ending. It, it, I, I didn't realize it was going to be a happy ending till about midnight, but <laughs> uh, it was. 
it, it was all good. It was definitely all good. And you know what? It was funny because right around that time at midnight, um, when I was handed the money uh, <laughs> to know I was safe, um, uh, I was just sitting there. We like had a table like right towards the front of the like where the floor was, right in front of the stage. And um, you know, I was just sitting there at the table, and I was just watching all the people on the floor just like either dancing or just headbanging the tragedy and the smiles on people's faces. And it was such a good feeling. It was just a, just a good time all the way around, man. It just, it, it was a blast the whole friggin' night. That's good. Yeah. And, and I got to say, Rachel was amazing. She was so, she, um, uh, her mom and Tony Harnell, they, uh, they got there, Right around the same time we did, like around six o'clock, but Rachel didn't come until about nine nine thirty. And uh, when she got there, she was so friggin' excited to meet us. I mean, she was freaking the fuck out. It was great. It was it was, and she fucking kicked ass. Like she took that show to a whole new level. It was awesome. Very good. Very very good. And I will be there to collect my totally driven magazine. Yes, I have your uh, your audio copy uh, waiting for you. I sent Nick yeah. his out, and uh, everybody else's. Everybody else's I sent out, but yours. Yeah, no. Like I said, man, I'm you know I'm not I'm not very faithful in the postal system. So. <laughs> I'm really uh, not, honestly. I mean, I use it I use it quite often, and, and you know, unfortunately, because I have to, because you know, somebody. I even got a box today. I got a box from uh, the smugglers. Yeah. Oh, there goes the but uh, I got a, a box from Smuggler's Bounty from Star Wars, the Funko thing. And, and there, you know, there's cuts in it, there's, there's dents in it. Hold on, you know, it's like, what do you people do to these things? They throw them. So I, it's like know, a- I'm not real, real excited about the postal system. I uh, I sold uh, a week ago, a week and a half ago. I sold, finally sold that Wii on eBay, and um, yeah, I mailed it out. And I've been waiting for the person like to email me and say. That's that's partially my problem too with eBay. You know, a lot of times, man, I don't get feedback from people. Um, they won't leave feedback, no matter nah. what. You can leave feedback. You can you know whatever the case. I even emailed a guy today. He bought. Uh, a bunch of comics from me, like 28 comics total. Sent them all out. Uh, he received them. So I waited a day, another day. Like, uh, you know, I emailed him. I'm like, hey, I just wanted to make sure everything got to you all right. If it did, you know, if you get a chance, leave good feedback. Uh, if there was any questions or any problems, email me, please. He's, he emailed back, no, everything was great. Comics look great. I, I'm happy with everything. Still no fucking feedback from the guy. Like, dude, come on. You know? But yeah, anyway, yeah. When a person emails me mm-hmm. and, and asks for feedback, I, I, won't, I yeah. purposely won't give them feedback. Like, I'll give it to him, but I won't no. give it to him for a month or two. I wasn't, I wasn't asking him specifically. Mainly, that was the thing. I was just like, you know, if you're happy with everything, dude, leave good feedback when you get a chance. So I wasn't, please leave good feedback. Um, 
I, you know, I don't care. I said that. feedback, whatever kind of feedback you want to leave. I don't give a shit. But just leave something. You know, and just you know, it's part of the gimmick. I hear you. I hear you. I know. It's crazy. Like, it used to be like uh, before they changed the whole feedback thing, you used to get so much more feedback. Well, see, the part, part of the problem is um, they've taken away the negative feedback for sellers. Like, as a seller, you can't give somebody negative feedback. Right. Which sucks because you're stuck. <laughs> You only have good feedback to leave, and if the person sucks, why would you? Right. So, yeah, it's just there doesn't seem to be a need for it anymore. Nah, you're right. So it sucked. Now, have you been uh, have you been selling much on there? Or? Oh yeah. Well, uh, right now I've out of the last two listings. Uh, only 62 items. And that includes the 28 comics that dude bought. So. Wow. But 62, I mean, it's not bad. Considering that's a that, lot. That's within the last 30 days. It was weird. I, I think they like, they have, they, like, a, like a, what's that word? Algorithm or something? Like, I think there's something yep. like that going on. Because it, now for my stuff, like, because I have it up there all the time the buy it nails and all right. that. And it's, it's like, it totally goes in waves. Like I've been having like a real good wave, like the last six weeks. Now this past week, it just died. Again. Yeah. I had the, the last guy, well, I've sold uh, that guy, 28 items. And then one, uh, probably like 30, I'd say half of them came this past week uh, of the 62. And then, yeah, now, right now, nothing. I got a bunch of watchers, which is really odd when you have a buy it now. You know? Like, why are you watching it? Buy it. Buy it or don't. Nobody bid. You know, what are you watching it for? (laughs) It's not going to change price, I promise. But, yeah, I got a bunch of watchers. It's it's funny because uh, Rita. Well, I don't know if I should bid more on this. There's this game on there she's got me bidding on for PlayStation Two. It's called okay. Rule of the Rose. It's some rare game, and she's okay. had me bidding on it. These. It's up why are you bidding? Twelve. Watching the sniper. <sighs> Well, I, I didn't realize it was like some game that's going to go for stupid money. And at the time, it was like $5. And she was like, oh, bid, 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 bid. I'm like, okay. So I bid like what she told me to. And then I'm like, boom, outbid. I'm like, what the hell? And she's like, we'll bid again. And here we are. We're now, right now, with 12 minutes to go, high bidder at $36.99. Oh, my God. What's it called? And Which I didn't hear. I didn't hear that at all. Rule of the Rose. Rule of the Rose. Okay. Hmm. She wore the 
and I said to her, and I'm, and I'm verifying it right now with her. Um, I said, how high would we go on this? Dude, have you seen that? Some people are $214. I know. You sick. Dude, in the the United Kingdom, he's got it for $472. You're out of your fucking mind. It's crazy. I'm going to see completed items. I want to look at completed items. Because I don't see any in like the green. Oh, oh yeah, wait a minute. Here it is. 177.50 was the last one that sold on the 12th of May. Well, I said to her before uh, before I came down to do the show, I said to her, what is your high bid? What is your limit <laughs> that you'll go? And she said, $150. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm Dude. like, okay. There's, so, there's one that sold no lie. Honest to God, no lie. Three hundred and five dollars from the seventh of May. The fuck is well, in this game? I, dude, I don't know. I, said, I, I think you're gonna find off. out. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. She I think, said yes and yay. I'm trying to stay calm. We have ten minutes to go. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Well, all right. Um, yeah. This is uh what this is gonna be scary. Where's uh hey Nick, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, all right, yeah, yeah. you've been really quiet. I thought we lost you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was just letting you guys talk. <laughs> Nick, I mean I, you're a video game guy too. Would you uh now honestly I wouldn't pay this for a game. I don't know. Fucking People are out of their mind. I don't, I don't know what this game is. But would you pay some outrageous price for a game? No, I think I stopped paying for video games when they got to be more than thirty nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Cause that's, it's ridiculous. For for what? For you, you're paying, you know, seventy dollars, a hundred dollars. There are some games, you know, outrageous amounts of money. And for what twelve hours of gameplay that you can't repeat? Yeah, right. And, uh, hey, you I, know what? Now, oh, I I bet you she's been sitting there for the last four hours because she just said it's so nerve wracking just sitting here watching the timer. I bet you she's been watching this friggin' thing count down. <laughs> and you know, you know, Janetti, what she's like. I right or wrong. Uh, no, I know, I know. God bless her. I mean, it it, it is kind of like I, I can see eBay as like a kind of an addiction in a sense because you have that. It's like you, you you want it, you want it, you want. It, you know what I mean? It it, it can right. be addicting in that sense. Um, but yeah, there's no friggin' way. I mean, you know, now a game just came out this week was uh, the new Injustice Two video game, right? Uh, and I was thinking about going out and getting it, but I'm like, you know, it's sixty bucks. And how often am I going to play this thing? Yeah, and then you know the other problem is that's not for the complete package. You know what I mean? Like, there's still going to be two or three more uh, DLCs, 
characters yeah. that we don't know about that you're going to have to pay extra money for or, you know, a subscription to the network or whatever it costs. You know what I mean? So right. there's constant, like, other little fees, too. It's, it's not even just a one-time fee. Right. Now, I I recently, because I, I PlayStation 4, um, they they kind of formatted the original Grand Theft Auto, uh, Vice City, and San Andreas uh, for play on the PS4. Right. And, and I bought them because they had a special deal on them for, like, I think it was... Fourteen dollars or fifteen or whatever the fuck it was um, to download them on PlayStation Four. So I have those downloaded, and I'm like reliving playing those. Um, yeah, and was, those are open world games, so you get a lot of hours out of a game like that. Oh yeah, I mean I'll I'll be playing, and I don't get to play every day. I don't get to play every you know maybe if I can once a week. So I'm gonna have these for plenty of time. Right. So by the time oh, I'm okay. ready, Injustice, the whole package, will be nineteen dollars. <laughs> no, absolutely. Wait till then. I'm a big fan of the Arkham series, but I still haven't played the last game. You know what I mean? Like eventually no. I will when you can get them all at once. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They do I'll tell have you that. what I am a big fan of is the uh, the Telltale games. You can play them on your PlayStation or on your phone or whatever, and they release right. like a chapter a week or a chapter a month. So it's just like one or two levels, and it's you know one ninety nine or something like that. But they're doing all kinds of cool stuff. You know, they started with The Walking Dead. They have a uh, Back to the Future one. They have uh, the one I just saw was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, they did a Batman one for a while too. It was a good one. So that's pretty cool. I I am down with that because it's original, new content. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and this is and it's like a story you're playing through basically, and it's a short game, but you're you're spreading out through many weeks and and yeah, it's it's a good deal. But yeah, yeah some of these things, you pick up some of these games and they're like fifty bucks, and you play them and you're like, "Oh, this sucks." Then what do you do with it? You can't do anything with it. Well, I have no, man, that's totally that's totally true. If you go to any like pawn shop or record store or place, when you go to the video game section, there's hundreds of games you never heard of because they just suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And I think this is one of those games. I truly do. I mean, and and this is just the game. This is just the, the, the disc. It's not even the full case and, and booklet or nothing. This is just the freaking, I, and I wouldn't even buy it like that. Yeah, no. Well, dude, I, I'm telling you, the ones that are that are with the case and everything is, is like 200. One guy paid $200.50. One went for $180, $192.50, 202 177 This is ridiculous. Uh, I, there's three three minutes and 45 seconds to go. Uh, the sniping hasn't started yet. She's like a nervous wreck. Oh, I, You know what? I feel bad for her because, you know, the way people are snatching this shit up, they may not be able to... Uh, 
<laughs> you know? Uh, I mean, that's just how you play the game. You can't get emotional, Jimmy. <laughs> Dude, I, she's probably, like, going to end up on the toilet with the runs. She's probably so nervous. <laughs> you know, there's a... Uh, Dude, there's one have, on here uh-huh. from Japan. Free shipping, 80 bucks. Wow. I, I have to call our guest, but I, I like I don't want to miss this conversation. <laughs> Dude, when oh, I got man. my uh, retro duo, the system that plays the Nintendo and Super Nintendo game, I was like, Dude, right? I'll, I'm totally going to get back into like collecting old-school Nintendo games. And then I saw what the good ones the were going for, and I was like, yeah, let me just buy one that's like 700 games in one and save myself the trouble. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. That's crazy. I know. We, we've gone to, like, video game conventions, and she, like, she finds a game, and she'll pay, like, 100, 100-something dollars for it. I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. But you know what? Like, the kid works, and she don't go nowhere, and she doesn't spend her money on anything else. Like, Right. Oh, she's got the right to spend her money on, you know, whatever she wants. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it could be I, a lot worse, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, you know, but yeah, still, you're still looking at it like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this game doing? <laughs> And you know what? I think she gets paid once a month, and she she's actually due to get paid within the next day or two. She hasn't mm-hmm. spent one penny from her last paycheck. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh man! She's about to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We're at one minute and it's still eighty six dollars, eighty ninety nine. Sunset's probably like, what the fuck are these guys doing? That's funny. How many times left? Oh, $93. It just jumped up. $99. Here we go. $105. Wow. <laughs> He's stuck. That sucks. <laughs> the numbers, are we still good? Uh... Oh, here we go. Let's see. 110. 30 seconds. Oh, nice. The one you got to watch out for is the seven seconds. Seven seconds. That's when it'll jump to like 185. 120. 15 seconds. 125. 10 seconds. Ah. Seven seconds. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. And look, they give you that lag. I we up. She won. Hey. Hey. What was it? One twenty-five. She's like, go up another twenty, please. Uh, wait, did we win? I'll be up in her room fucking doing a jig. <laughs> yeah, you'd have heard if you lost. You'd have heard if you lost. <laughs> I won. I won. 
yes, you won. If you consider that winning, you just spent 125 hours on a on a compact disc. Yes, you won. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christ! All right, let's call our guest. <laughs> Hello. Hey, is this the one and only Mr. Jesse Sunset? It sure is. <laughs> hey, man, how you doing? You're live on Totally Driven Radio. That's good. What's up? <laughs> oh, man. Dude, like, yeah. I, I where know, where like, are you guys uh, calling from? From Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I'm in California. I've been surfing all day. <laughs> Look, you're, you're living the life, aren't you, my friend? Living the life. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Now, you, uh, like, the Daily Mail, they refer to you as being very controversial and lewd. I mean, how how do you like being known as that? I think lewd's a bit much. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'm, if I'm lewd, but um, I don't know. The Daily Mail <laughs> refers to me as a lot of things. But, uh, you know, I, I have my art and I have my music, and, uh, you know, it really helps to, you know, have people sort of pay attention to those things. So being in the... Yeah. Now, it's it's uh, it's pretty wild because uh, you know you uh, you know our good friend Frenchie, and uh, she uh, she introduced you, and uh, she sent me your mm-hmm. video. I guess it was about a month ago, asking me to have you on the show. And my initial reaction was like, "Is this dude drinking Windex? Like, what is going on?" <laughs> I do drink Windex, but uh, I don't advise that anybody else does that. Um, that it's good for me. It's sort of like my kale, but for anyone else, uh, definitely poison. Yeah, it helps me shine. It's just one of those one of the things I do. I love that. It helps me shine. Like, how the hell do you start drinking Windex? Uh, it started when I was very young. Uh, you know, I've always been into to drinking Windex. I just think it's a it's a healthy thing for me to do, but I don't advise anyone else to do it. That's very important. <laughs> oh, man. That is wild. That is so wild. So now, how did you and Frenchie meet? Um, Frenchie and I, you know, we actually just meet, we met online. We started sort of liking each other's pictures and uh, started talking, and then that led to meeting up in real life and, uh, you know, led to the current day situation. Wow. To to where you have become her Aussie doll, as she says. Yeah, I know she's the cutest, right? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's right. We've been hanging out for a while now, and uh, you know now we're dating. I've been hanging out at Malibu with her. It's been you know really cool, really wild. That's awesome. Very fun. Now it, it's crazy too, but and I said this to her earlier. I said it, it's amazing, like because you know she's so about pink. Like everything is pink, and then mm-hmm. you are like about pink too. Everything I see you wearing is pink too. So I'm like, it's like a match made in heaven almost. It's true. That's perfect. The the pink stuff really matched up. Yeah. In fact, the first date we went on, we both had the exact sort of uh, pink in the end of our blonde hair. It was very very <laughs> funny. And she's got the oh. pink Camaro as well, which um, I love. I think that looks so dope. Cruising up and down the PCH over here. Very cool. <laughs> I'm I'm sure you people like you guys like really turn heads out there in California. It's crazy. Every, um, yeah, everywhere we go, we certainly turn a lot of heads. Every restaurant we go to, um, it's just people looking at us. And yeah, it's cool though. You know, I, you know, I think we we enjoy it. It's been a lot of fun. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, as, again, as I go through and I start researching you, like I find all these interesting things out about you. Um, mm-hmm. now you did a, a documentary, like a five, you know, a five minute documentary on how teens can make money on Snapchat. Um, yeah, you know, basically, uh, it was this little documentary I made about how a lot of people, uh, a lot of young people are getting on Snapchat and sort of selling their nudes off of Snapchat. And it was this whole sort of, um, I don't know. I noticed that a lot of young people were doing it and I I felt like it, it was quite relevant with college tuitions being so high and minimum wage being so low that kids could just jump online. Uh, and pretty quickly, you know, the, one of the girl I interviewed, she made, you know, she was making a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, just sort of mucking around on her phone. So, Holy yeah, pretty wild. But uh, yeah, sorry. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy stuff. And um, I did a little documentary about it, put it on my Instagram, and then within three or four days, it was international news. It was in America, London, Australia. It was yeah, it was wild. Now. Your father is like this uh, highly respected journalist and all. So when you do something like that, like he's got to like be like, wow, a chip off the old block. <laughs> um, yeah, look, my parents are very supportive of uh, of my art, of everything that I do with that stuff. I have to say, subject matter that's sort of a bit more sexual. Obviously, like I did that one. You know, probably not my dad's favorite artwork of mine. I did another one, uh, warning against sending dick pics, where I sort of. Uh, took photos of myself taking dick pics, and uh, Dad, I think Dad enjoyed that one either. But um, <laughs> you know, they're, you know, they're pretty, uh, they're very supportive, and they're, you know, they're not as conservative, I think, as um, everyone makes them out to be either. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, now I have a, my, my two co-hosts here that are that are pretty quiet. They uh, mm-hmm. uh, they'll, I'm sure, uh, be very uh, proud of this part of the of you is uh, you are a, a outspoken uh, pot or marijuana, we should say, activist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And that's where in Australia, uh, the stuff that I did that really sort of uh, got the most attention and, and really brought my name to the uh, headlines over there uh, was on 420. I said, I'm going to go down to uh, the steps of Town Hall and I'm going to light up a joint. And weed was quite illegal in Australia at this point. And um, so even just saying I was going to do that caused a really big sort of stir in the media. Um, I had no idea what would happen. But when I went down, they had undercover cops hiding. And I came out at 420 and I lit a joint. And there were a bunch of people there taking photos of me doing it. The cops, you know, ran up and sort of arrested me. Um, and that sort of turned into a big thing. But, uh, yeah, that was like a sort of performance art piece that was a protest. And it really got a, a lot of attention. Uh, in Australia, and the following year, they it was I really wanted them to do medical marijuana in Australia. You know, they weren't even doing the trials, so only a oh, year wow. later they started doing the trials, and now it's come in in some states. So, yeah. So yes, I'm very into that. But uh, you guys have yeah. you guys are uh, for a lot further ahead over here in the U.S. with all that stuff. That's exactly what I was going to ask you if you if you felt we were, you know, more uh, progressed with that right now than over in Australia. Yeah, 100%. Um, the other thing is, you know, now it's just, you know, how, how will it all work once it's sort of up and working and, you know, will big tobacco companies come in and, and sort of try to run things still? And I don't know, we, there's different problems here. Even in California, uh, we voted and laws passed that it's now legal here, but a lot of those laws don't come in uh, to effect yet. But it's sort of changing everything over here and everything's 
uh, getting a bit weird. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with the weed stuff. Very interesting. It's all going to come down to money. That's that's the whole thing. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I think <laughs> I think in America, if it makes money, that's sort of what wins out in the end. Whether people think it's morally right or whatever, if it makes enough money, um, in it comes. Yeah. <laughs> but with, luckily, with weed, it's one of the ones that's a good thing, and and um, you know, it's great that everybody uh, can have access to it. Hopefully, eventually. Now, uh, going back to you and Frenchie, like. You guys should totally. I mean, you guys are like a a, a definite like walking reality show. <laughs> I know, I know. Everybody says that, and I think that when I when I do, we do go to restaurants. I see everyone looking at us, and you know, almost everything I Snapchat with her, it's just she's she's a walking soundbite. Everything she says just sounds hilarious. It sounds great, um, and yeah, I think you know, together we have a really a really interesting dynamic, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that's the vibe coming from it but it is it is very surreal every time i hang around with her and the situations i feel like this is you know it's very surreal very cool very hollywood yeah very hollywood because i I moved here from australia and i have to admit the first day i hung out with her i was was like i was kind of you know part of the weird hollywood experience in life today it was very cool (laughs) now and she's got like the whole crew going over there have you met um Another one of her friends that she's introduced us to is uh, uh, he's, he's the, the, the photographer, uh, Ricky Boo. Um, was it Rick, Rick Mendoza, the, the paparazzi guy. Oh, you know, possibly I've met a few uh, of her uh, friends like that, but I, I'm, I'm not sure if I, I'm sure about him. <laughs> I can remember him <laughs> or who now, I've met. I, but, um, what's it like dating Frenchie? I mean, that's got to be very interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. It's a lot of fun. Um, she's very sweet. She's a very kind person. Very, um, you know, she's always really trying to trying to help me out, which I think is very sweet. But you know, she does have, um, you know, uh, as she always says, I'm French and I have Italian blood, and she can kind of go from zero to a hundred um, pretty quickly. So there's certainly, <laughs> you know, it's, it's certainly interesting. Uh. I'll tell you what she, I mean, she is like truly, she's just good people. Like we, we met, like we met online too. Like we met on mm-hmm. um, uh, LinkedIn and we, mm-hmm. she just started talking to me. Like she didn't know me from Adam and she just started talking to me and, you know, she came on the show and then she just like, just wanted to start helping and, and here, have my friend on, have my friend on. And it, it just like, mm-hmm. wow. Like it, she's very, yeah, good heart, very helpful. And like, you know, once you're a friend of her, she like, yeah. A friend for life. Yeah, I know. Amazing. Very helpful. And it's sort of the opposite of what you expect when you meet people, you know, in LA and, and Hollywood and that kind of thing. And yeah, from the start, she's just been really sweet, really uh, helpful, you know, very nice. Very cool. Yeah. That's, that's a true. I, I, I'm, I'm sure it is very opposite than what you uh, expect to meet out there in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> So now you you've actually like ventured into um music as well and you've had a few songs out previously and you have this new one you just put out uh I guess about a month mm-hmm. ago called Waves. Mhm. Yeah, um so the thing that in Australia you know I I did I was an artist for, a working artist for about 5 years and um well I was doing it for about 5 years for about 3 of them I was a working artist and uh sort of became Australia's most controversial artist and it was it was really pretty wild and exciting but 
I really wanted to come over here because my mum's American, so I'm able to live over here in the States because I've been a citizen uh, since I was born, so I can live in both places. And I thought, I've always wanted to go to California and, you know, what's sort of the next step with everything I've been wanting to do? Because also I'm a conceptual artist, so I've never had a particular medium, so I can pick whatever. And, you know, I've always loved rap music, and I thought I'm going to move here. I'm really into a lot of the sort of trap music at the moment. I'm really into rock and roll, and I was interested in kind of combining, like, almost like a, the Beach Boys with, like, a trap sound. So, uh, okay. yeah, I've come over here, and now that's the new thing, doing the music. I've released four songs. I've got a fifth one that I've recorded that's dropping soon. But, um, yeah, Waves is the one that I just put out. Uh, the video's got Frenchie in it. It's, uh, it's, it's a kind of, yeah, poppy sort of it's a bit of a pop song but it's yeah it's good fun that's awesome now would you like to make that like your, your focal point uh, a musical career or do you see yourself doing other things in the, the world of entertainment um yeah i'm super into the music at the moment that's definitely uh definitely my main go but the thing with that is you know I'm, I'm really good at visual art you know i put all my own video clips together and i you know put all the music together and everything and as I've learned from doing things in Australia, you never really know what comes from what's going to come from putting art out into the world, you know? So I might see it now as, you know, just putting out these songs and it being music, but it could turn into, to whatever it's meant to be. But at the moment, I'm just really interested in making uh, really cool art, really cool songs and uh, putting out the videos for them. Nice. And and the name Jesse sunset, like where, where did the, the sunset come from? Uh, my name's Jesse Willisey, right? That's my real name. If anyone wants uh-huh. to Google Jesse Willisey, that's where you can find all the art and, and all that stuff. But um, it's you know what? It's it's a long last name. And in Australia, it's a very famous last name. My grandfather was a politician. My dad and his brothers are all uh, journalists. So everyone knows how to pronounce it, even on site. But here in the U.S., people see it and they go, we'll see, Willie, Jesse, and... It's just too long, right? And then also, Sunset was sort of, it sort of suits uh, the sort of whole vibe and aesthetic I've got going with, with my music and stuff. Because I've surfed my whole life, and um, that's sort of the mix, is sort of the surfing with sort of this rap and California lifestyle. Nice. Yeah, that works. It definitely works. Yeah, I also thought it sounded um, like a character from a romantic novel, which I thought like kind of had a fun, a fun vibe to it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, 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 will you be um, like uh, sponsoring Windex anytime soon? Will they uh, come to you to be a spokesperson or anything? I know. I've I actually had a few people going, oh, what is this? Are you going to sell a bunch of Windex? I was like, you really think Windex wants me pretending to drink their product? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's the best advertisement uh, for them. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Windex is... It's you know my mum used Windex growing up everywhere. She's obsessed with it, and she used to say, um, "When I die, I want to be buried with my Windex." So like <laughs> I think subliminally somehow Windex got really into my brain, and I probably have consumed a lot of Windex if everything in my house was cleaned with it. So, <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. I, I I like your line though. It helps make everything shine. It helps make you shine. That's a good one. Yeah, I drink I drink Windex every day. That's why I shine. That's one of my lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it helps me helps me see through the haters, of course. Uh, that's awesome. Cool. Well, Jesse, hey man, thanks for doing this. I'm gonna play your tune for everybody. Uh, where can everybody go get your uh, your music at and keep up to date with you? Um, as I've been a visual artist, I really like to drop YouTube videos. So the song is 50% of it, and the video is 50% of it. So if you just type in Jesse Sunset, 
on YouTube. All my songs will come up, and uh, you can check those out there. And uh, thanks for playing my song. That's very cool. Absolutely. Thanks, man, for calling in, and uh, tell Frenchie we were asking for you, and we'll be talking soon, man. <laughs> I sure will. No worries. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Take care. See you, dude. Bye. Yeah. All right, well, there he goes. Jesse Sunset. Good dude. Here's his tune. It's called Waves. Drop in, kicked out, fall out, turn out, teenage, burn out, beat face, paint out, smoke up, greened out, blacked out, no doubt, made it out, outcast, outlast. I can feel the waves of our lives, yeah. check out his video i mean it's all just and i'm sure this is what's going on in his world i mean it's him frenchie a whole bunch of other girls spraying them down at windex i mean it's a whole thing going on out there all right (laughs) (laughs) oh man frenchie's the best though what's what's this hold on Uh, this is his other song dreamers okay 
No, we should leave them wanting more. We don't have to play two of them. <laughs> no, all right. <laughs> Good dude, though. All right, let me... Uh... Oh, that's funny. Okay, let me... Uh... All right, so um, I'm going to pull your list up, Nick. And... We got to get Chris Cornell in here to, like... He's like, right now, he's going to be like the midget lady from The Exorcist, and he's got to, like, <laughs> purge the demons from the house. <laughs> Look into the light, Caroline. <laughs> oh, oh man. So, all right, so, uh, yeah, today we had, um, you know, we, we talked about it earlier, the, the, the sudden and um, sad passing of the one and only uh, Chris Cornell, so originally we were planning to do a um <laughs> a uh oh, all right, I thought that was just from now. I'm just, I'm reading your messages from when you changed your thing, Nick. I'm like, he changed it again. I'm just realizing no, I just went back in your conversation. But uh anyway, so we we were gonna do our you know, our new thing we've been doing is the the top three music countdown. And we've been picking a topic each week and uh this week the the pick was originally gonna be our top three summer cruising songs but with the, the the circumstances at hand of today I, I figured you know let's let's change it and do our top three chris cornell songs so um i'll actually start this one out this week since it was my pick and i i, I tried to spread it out um my number three i actually had like two choices I, I've been just going back and forth on, but um, I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, the one. Like uh, A big uh, thing recently in Chris Cornell's uh, career, well, in the last 10 years, was uh, Audio Slave. And I was actually kind of like initially disappointed with Audio Slave because I was expecting this monstrous thing to come out between uh, the combination of Rage Against the Machine and Soundgarden. I was expecting this really angry music. You know what I mean? Like the combination of those yeah, two. Yeah. It's, it's not what we got at all. Um, so I was a little disappointed. It was a very more um, commercialized music. But one song that always stuck out to me, and I even like early on hated to admit to myself that I actually liked the song um, was this song, and uh, I figured you ready? I would uh, probably be my number three Chris Cornell song, and that's Like a Stone. And it's a big part of it is just that guitar right there. It's like just a little simple, you know, notes, but just sticks with you. Audio slave at all? Oh, definitely, man. And uh, I mean, this is like we're talking about a voice that sort of defined a genre of music. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like really 
it's it's sad to take the situation like this, but like I mean, people started saying it like early on when the news was hitting this morning, how special his voice was, and it, it was really you know that distinct sounding, and um, it's just one of them voices that will, it's like a haunting voice almost. I'm with you, buddy. video too it's just very I mean he just for most of it he's just kind of like sitting there as they're playing behind him it's very nonchalant you know what I mean yeah and I think that's like you said earlier in the song there's sort of a simpleness to it but it, it lets the song kind of speak for itself yeah Yeah, I, I know uh, Tom Morello from uh, Audio Slave and Rage. He released a statement earlier. I never went back and read it, though. Until the day was gone, and I sat in regret of all the things I've done. You know, it's weird, like, watching these videos and stuff like that, and you see at times, like, a smile on his face, and just think to yourself, like, what the hell was going on to get you to that point? Right, you you have to question every smile, you know what I mean? Was it real, right. or was it hiding something?
All right, so Nick's, uh, Nick's number three is up next. And um, this is a great, great tune. Um, I was glad to see. Honestly, if you didn't put it on your list, I probably would have put this as my number three. Um, so I'm glad you put it on there. So I will let you uh, uh, introduce it as I, before I hit play. Yeah, man, I just, I wanted to go from, for like three different sort of eras, and this is, I mean, this is an amazing song, you know what I mean? And I think the reason it made number three on the list was because of the music video as well. Um, Given everything that's gone down, we're talking about a music video where this dude survives the hanging, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's pretty relevant looking back. I know. It's, <laughs> I was thinking that too as I was watching this video today. I was like, "Oh." It's but it is. It's just. I mean, it's a great song. Yeah. So let's. Uh, here we go. Chris Cornell. Nearly forgot. Henry Sarsota. Look, Henry Sarsota. Never forgot my broken heart. Or nearly forgot. I'm sorry. too um you know our our uh, our friend um Keaton Simons got hooked up with Chris because uh you know he, he did that acoustic stuff with uh, Chris a couple years back uh because oh, Eric yeah, Roberts yeah, that's right he's the other prisoner right <laughs> yeah oh that's funny yeah because uh, actually if you remember um Keaton won a, a award for the guitar solo he did on the, the acoustic version of Nothing Compares to You from the, the serious studio thing they did. That's awesome. Yeah. 
I was even thinking too, like you know, as I was watching this video, if they might end up like pulling this version of the video, you know what I mean? Because I mean, he ends up almost getting hung. Yeah, it's just eerily similar. It's yeah. Oh, such a good song, though. It's got, like, a little... It, it's funny because grunge was so different then, and now this has, like, such an old-school feel to it. That it almost, yeah. you know what I mean, doesn't belong together, but it just works. Totally. Such a great song. Wow. All right, so my uh, my number two is actually um, it's a song that everybody um, was putting up earlier today. And, um, a- again, you know, it's weird. Like, a lot of the, the music just um, – I guess, you, you know, you can put into the, the situation, but it's almost like the lyrics – speak volumes now. You know what I mean? It's just a weird thing to work out. Um, but the song I was thinking of was uh, from the Temple of the Dog album. And uh, it's uh, actually the album was, the basis of this whole album was about um, Andrew Wood from Mother Love Bone after he passed. And uh, he was actually um, him and Chris Cornell were roommates for a while. And um, this song always almost brought me to tears thinking about what could have been with Andrew and Andrew's music and all that. But uh, now it's got a whole new meaning to it. And that's uh, Say Hello to Heaven. Fucking great song.
you know, it's sad. There was a picture going around today, too, of him and Andrew. It was just like, wow, man. Just a reality slap. Yeah. Another Temple of the Dog album too Wasn't that the thing I'm, You know I'm not sure I heard that I wasn't sure if it was ever past a rumor or not You know what I mean Right Yeah. <laughs> 
it's sad, man. It, it really is just a fucking sad song. That reminds me of like the last two minutes of La Bamba. <laughs> oh. oh, that's devastating. So, all right. So here's um, here's Nick's number uh, number two pick. It's actually uh, from Soundgarden, and uh, take it away, Nick. Yeah, man. I mean, I I don't know what to say. I was 16 when this came out. You know, young and angry, and it was a huge hit. It was one of the last like awesome music videos that had you know guys in the desert and jets and shit. It was. I mean, it was everything, everything had sort of built up to that. It was all downhill from here. <laughs> With that being said, here's Nick's number two, Burden in My Hand. And of course, that's not it. That's YouTube's Vivo commercial. Every time I've heard this song and I've sang along to it in my head, whenever I come to that part, I've always said, I've shot my load today. (laughs) 
what like you, like that's that 90s you know top of the grunge pile <laughs> well i i'm going to i'm going to take that and i'm going to go a step further um <laughs> i i think this song is the anthem of grunge I, when you, i hear the, the 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 genre or name or term grunge music I hear this song, and I think this is just it to a T. There, there's no other song that can describe to me grunge. You have that tuned-down guitar, that fat, muddy sound, and it just screams with a badass fucking riff. And it has one of the greatest song lyrics ever. I'm looking California, but feeling Minnesota. And that's outshined. You ask? And that's Henry's Hard Grape Soda. Henry's Hard Soda. Live hard. Ish. That fucking riff is so badass. I remember when this came out, it was like 92, 93. It was like, holy shit. (laughs) I mean, this took it to a whole new level. No, absolutely, dude. It's like, I don't know. What are they, the, the Seattle sound, do you know what I mean? Exactly. That's it right there. That line has always stood out to me. I got chills. out of the whole hairband era where everything was just, you know, you, <laughs> cherry pie, you know what I mean? Bon Jovi. Everything was all tutti fruity, fucking good and plenty and, you know what I mean? And this came out, it was just the exact opposite. It was just fucking angry and mad. Absolutely. It was a new generation, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
And, it, and you know what? It truly, like, it marked, like, the first time in a decade or more where you could in, in you could be an ugly guy in music. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it you didn't have to have the bouffant hair and, or the, the nice clothes or any. You could just go up there and be yourself. This this is my favorite. Beside the the infamous lyric, when this riff kicks in, Seriously. <sighs> okay, so uh, now, so we're going with that second picnic for yours? Yeah, yeah, the second one, definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here is Nick's number one tune of Chris Cornell going back again to the Temple of the Dog uh, album. Classic. Nick, you may introduce yeah, it to man. I mean, it was like a super group combined with the tribute album, you know what I mean? Like, And I just think, again, you know, uh, for a song that was written and sung by the guy, it, there's a lot being said in a little bit of lyrics, you know what I mean? That's, uh, that's a nice way to put it. It really is. Thanks. As a matter of fact, I'm going to play this one because it's a- at it and really the get dawn of hard grief by it. has begun. Henry's hard soda. Live hard. Ish. Man, this is still 
I'm thinking this song, his voice is as much of an instrument as anything else. What was that? I just think this is one of those songs that really sort of demonstrates that his voice was an instrument. You know what I mean? It was part of the music. Totally. Actually, uh, Waylon brought it up. Um, <clears throat> nothing compares to you that he did with uh, Keaton. So, okay. yeah. Thank you. 
just haunting, man. His voice is just haunting. this like I just I you just think like you know twenty or, or even thirty years earlier this dude was in the clubs playing you know that angry uh beginnings of grunge and now here he is like you know almost thirty years later he's in this studio with a guy with a cello. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. His song. Like how how did it get to that? is something you would hear at a person's funeral. You know what I mean? Where people crying thinking of that person. Thank you. 
awesome. Completely fucking awesome. Absolutely. Wow. Oh, it sucks. We lost another one. Yep, man. Yeah. Actually, uh, a friend of mine just put up uh, with all these online tributes to Chris Cornell and people posting their favorite videos, etc. I feel like shit because my favorite Soundgarden song was Pretty Noose. Yeah. That's, well, yeah, I mean, nobody's going to be able to post that without, you know, people thinking that they're trying to be funny. Yeah, totally. And let's make mo- no mistake, it is funny, just not right now. <laughs> Check back tomorrow, same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs> um, what the hell is that noise? You hear that? I guess not. So, all right, well, another show in the books. I I think we're really starting to prove each week that three hours is not enough. (laughs) Janetti, we lost lost Janetti. Oh, no, Janetti's still there. Okay, we lost Nick. So, uh, yeah. I was eating watermelon. Look at you. And, you know, as I was going to say, like, it, 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 we're proving again that three hours is not enough. And the part that really sucks is we didn't even get to talk about Arrow last night, and you haven't seen it. And my God, Janetti, I'm begging you. Binge watch this whole season so you can watch the season finale with us next week and talk with us about it. Please, I'm begging you. Because last night's episode might have been one of the greatest episodes ever. Okay. I'll work on that this week. I, I mean, I like, I, I Guardians was... of the Galaxy Tuesday. I'll I'll binge watch Arrow Tuesday. Uh, dude, I I mean, like, I was like jumping off the couch, and you know, it takes a lot for me to get off the couch. <laughs> right. <laughs> the last the last couple minutes had me fucking jumping off the couch, and I I like had nobody to share that moment with like Jess was with me, but yeah. she don't get it. You know what I mean? And, and I know you weren't watching it and Nick is three hours behind. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> I know. I've already seen the, the spoiler. So I know who comes back. Yeah. You got to see it. You got to see it. A lot of, you know, a lot of stuff, too. Hey, uh, before, I think, I don't know how many months ago, probably, we were talking about... What was that? You broke up. I said, we were talking a few months ago about why Sirius XM doesn't have a Beatles channel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they do. Yeah. <laughs> They do. As of today, started at 9 a.m. Uh, yeah, now we have uh, a Beatles channel. Now, how long? Yeah, exactly. It only took them like 
10 years to to get one. So, yeah, well. Did we lose Nick? Is Nick gone? Yeah, we lost Nick and my fucking thing keeps every missed every other word from you. So, all right. Maybe at this point sometime this week I can actually set my computer up, my new one. That would be nice. Yeah, I know. So, all right, well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for everybody for, uh, being guests tonight. Thanks to Kristen. Thanks to, uh, Waylon for an amazing interview. Thanks to Jesse Sunset. Thanks to, uh, Mr. Janetti for hanging out as always. And, uh, Nick for sharing, uh, his, uh, his Chris Cornell tunes. And, um, next week we have, um, we have a former military guy who just released a book and he's actually um, from Upper Darby and his name is Bill Bowers and I don't want to say the name in a book if I don't know it for sure I forget it offhand so I don't want to give the wrong name out but um, yeah so tune in next week uh, this Sunday night at Tilly Jim Radio Rocks and uh, yeah, all types of other stuff going on. Make sure you look out for our magazine. It's at many locations. I was going to run down the list, but I don't have it pulled up in front of me. So look for the Tell You Driven Entertainment magazine. And uh, if you get a copy, please uh, t- take a selfie with yourself with it and tag us in it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of the above. And uh, until next week, and uh, Mr. Janetti, I hope you find uh, your TARDIS refrigerator filled with Coke. And uh, I'll be talking to you and everybody else very soon. Uh, Good night, everybody. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.